So tonight I'm going to test out a new segment. I'm always trying to test stuff out to help you guys get to sleep until we find something that consistently works or you really like or you really dislike. And tonight's going to be uh, an ongoing kind of serial story. about It's a fairy tale. But it's a, I was playing with dolls the other day, these Cinderella dolls, and I, the, the, the girl I was playing with made me be the uh, stepmother and the stepsisters, so I kind of got the short end of the stick or so I thought, but then I started thinking, what happened to, to these three after uh, the original story of Cinderella, whether you have the Disney story or the uh, original fairy tale, which I'm not sure if it's by... Grimm or Hans Christian Andersen or someone else, but I will put that in the show notes for sure. And I was thinking, what happened these them after? I know Disney made a couple direct-to-DVD movies, which I haven't seen. They may, I may be, may be stuck in my subconscious, and I did see it, and I'm just retelling that to- story. But here's what I think happened. There's a sound of pixie dust in your mind. Tingle, tingle, tingle. Well, first thing was after Cinderella moved into the castle, married the prince, became the princess of the land. The stepmother, she's a very rational woman. So the first thing she did was marry her daughters off. And her her first daughter, she married off to an innkeeper. And the dowry for her her daughter was... um, I think you usually pay a dowry, but, you know, the stepmother, she's too smooth. It would be dinner with ale or wine every night at the inn. And the second daughter, she married off to one of the bigger farmers in the area in exchange for milk and eggs, cheese, bread, meat, all all the staples. So she kind of set herself up, and then she started to plot. About how she would get back into Cinderella's good graces and, you know, get herself into the castle. So she figured she would just throw herself at Cinderella's mercy and apologize. So she went up to the castle and she asked for the, asked to see her daughter, her stepdaughter. And the captain of the guard came down. He said, I'm sorry. Uh, she, she refuses to see you, but if you come every day and check in, she said at some point she'll give grant you an audience. But at this point she's still upset with the way he treated her. So every day she would get up, the stepmother, and go up to the castle and present herself. And they would say, okay, wait, and we'll see. Just wait here, and we'll see if Cinderella wants to see you or not. Well, they would say the princess, obviously. And the stepmother would wait all day, and you could tell it was a little passive-aggressive action on Cinderella's part. And they wouldn't give her an audience. But the stepmother, being the intelligent, cunning woman she is, she used her time to see who was going in and out of the castle. And if, when she was at the end, if people needed information about what salt trader was getting more time at the castle, or yada, 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 uh, you know, she could sell that information. But there was one thing that stuck out to her, was that every single day, this old bundled woman came, and she would come at, in the morning, and then she would leave at midday. And after a couple of weeks of this, the stepmother called 
We know when she called in the morning on the captain of the guard to see if she was going to get her audience. She said, you know, who, who's that woman that comes every day? You know the one I'm talking about, the kindly-looking, stout woman? The captain of the guard said, oh, that's the queen's, or the princess's trusted advisor. She said, oh, what's her name? He said, oh, I don't know. Well, what does she advise the princess on? I'm not sure they, they, they meet in private. Oh, well, where's she from? I'm not sure of that either. So, you're protecting the princess and you're letting her meet alone with this old woman. And you don't know what they're talking about? Or who she is? The, the captain of the guard, he, 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 he kind of knew who the stepmother was. He said, listen, you old sow. Don't try to poison my mind. I know your tricks. Be gone for the day. And he sends her off. The stepmother decided to start following her at the end of the day. She would give her some space, and she would follow her. And the first time she followed her, she noticed she would go deep, deep into the wood. And every day, she would get deep into this one grove of trees, and she would pull out a magic wand touch the air and disappear and the stepmother followed her for about two weeks and she saw the same thing every day and there, and then she was like oh okay and I'm going to try to see when she gets here in the morning so that she decided to mark the spot with a few stones the only difference in the days was that one day she went and she touched a bird who had a broken wing and it was struggling on the ground. And as soon as she touched it with the wand, the bird's wing was healed and it flew off. The stepmother decides to hide out in the woods in the morning and she finds a spot and she's hiding there. And she notices another bird with a broken wing in the morning. So, uh, is, that, is that the same bird? It rebroke its wing or new bird? But, but anyway... And then all of a sudden, the, the kindly old woman appears, and she goes about gathering some rocks and sticks. And the stepmother was afraid she was going to get found, but she didn't, she didn't find her. And she lines up the sticks and hits them with the wand, they turn into loaves of bread. Then she hits a rock, it turns into a pot of steaming tea. She hits another couple, they turn into teacups, and then a picnic basket, and then even a bottle of wine. And with that, she packs everything up, and she heads off to the castle. You know, the stepmother, she would always look around, and she'd try to figure out if there's any evidence left behind of the magic, but there never was. And so, she watched this for a couple days, and then she called the captain of the guard. And she said, you know that woman, the old, kindly old woman that you've been letting be alone with the princess you know she's a practitioner of the dark arts the captain of the guard is you know he's at, he's like you know he's he's yelling at the stepmother she said oh i have evidence i wouldn't, I wouldn't just blindly go about accusing elderly women of, of being witches if i didn't have some proof she said we'll just wait and tomorrow when she leaves we'll follow her and you'll see and the captain of the guard, he had his suspicions. But at the same time, this was his job. And he was a little bit worried. Well, oh, man, what if she's right? 
So the next day, the stepmother left. I mean, as the uh, kindly old woman left, who we all know at this point is the fairy godmother. The stepmother and the captain of the guard followed her. She went deep into the woods, and she pulled out her wand, and she disappeared. And the captain of the guard was in shock. And the stepmother said, okay, just wait till tomorrow. Don't tell anyone about this. I'm going to meet here in this hiding spot tomorrow morning. And they hid in the morning, and the fairy godmother appeared, and she made the bread and the wine and the, uh, the tea, and then she headed off to the castle. And at this point, the captain of the guard was beside him, so he said, I've been, I've been drinking that wine every night with dinner. He's wondering if he's been poisoned or he's under some sort of spell. And, you know, the stepmother's just egging him on, like, well, you know, what kind of horrible things could she be doing to the princess? Is it, what kind of awful stuff is about? And the captain of the guard, he was kind of, uh, he, he took things very seriously. So he saw this dark arts. He was not into new agey stuff at all. So it was only evil. Witches could only be evil. He didn't buy into the fairy godmother paradigm. And he was afraid he was going to lose his job or be beheaded for for failing his duty. And so he's like, well, I don't, I don't know, what, what am I going to do? And the fairy godmother said, don't worry. I have a very, very good plan for what we're going to do. Now, if you're still listening at this point, you can. it's going to get really boring at this point, and you're not going to miss any, any plot, part of the plot, so you don't have to pay attention anymore. But so the stepmother said, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. But she went off and she went home and she said, I won't be back. You know, she's not going to be at the castle for a few days. She went out to the farm and she called her two daughters and all the farmer's children and his children's children. And he had them go out and had everyone go out and gather as many sticks as they could. So they would go out in the woods, and they're picking up sticks and branches and bringing them back. And then the stepmother had this huge pile of branches. And she wanted them to break them off into little pieces, one-size pieces. So they'd spend all this time breaking off the little tips of branches, breaking off those little nubs, and then taking sandpaper or leather or whatever they used back then and, and rubbing them down to a sheen is so much work re repeating this over and over and over again and at the same time she was at the inn asking trying to learn more about as much about the dark arts she was asking anyone does anyone tell me all the fairy the tales of magical women you know so she was gathering all this information and, and she was hearing the good and the bad and she of course didn't buy the fairy godmother thing either she knew there has to be an angle there's always an angle so she went through the village and, the, and and talked to all the different sects of religion and saw what they that's s-e-c-t-s -E of religion um you know found out and so she was doing her research, and she was gathering these 
wands, so she was up to something. And, and another thing is that, you know, she had this kind of, up until this point, a sedentary lifestyle. So she was eating at the inn every night and drinking wine and living on bread and cheese during the day. So she'd kind of grown plump herself. And then she kind of went for a makeover. And she went to the salon or whatever they call it there. And she tried to, you know, can you make me look nicer? And so they definitely changed her hair. And they said, well, you don't, what you definitely don't want to do is pull your hair that tight because it makes your face so harsh. And she tried to smile. And so she got this whole, she tried to be like a, um, become a plump, nice woman. And how this plays in to what happens next, you'll have to wait and see. But the stepmother, it has a plan. And I hope this helps you fall asleep. So, stepmother's got all these sticks, and she bundles them up into a big bundle a sack and she puts them on her shoulders and she head, heads back out to the castle right around the time the fairy godmother's leaving the castle for the day so kind of like mid to late afternoon and she times it perfectly and right as the fairy godmother is kind of coming out of the castle kind of lost in her thoughts stepmother plows into her with her bundle of sticks and the sticks go everywhere and she really hit her hard so the godmother goes goes flying, sprawls out, totally wiped out, and then the captain of the guard comes running along, and he picks up the, the fairy godmother and brushes her off, and he brushes her off real hard, and he says, oh my goodness, and he says, you stick wench, you have, look what you did to the queen's advisor, the princess's advisor, and he's screaming at the stepmother, of course he's acting, but he brushes off the godmother, he picks up a stick or Wand hands it to her and says, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, ma'am. The godmother's really, you know, when you get hit blindsided by someone, even if it's an accident, she was kind of pissed, but she's got a lot of self-control, so she kind of, but she's, she's a little flustered, so she's kind of like in a daze, and she, she just wanders back down the road off into the woods. And she wanders off into the woods, and she gets to the spot where she, um, every day she would go and, pull out her wand and touch the air and she would vanish off somewhere. We, we still don't know where, where fairy godmothers go, but she goes and she pulls out her wand and she touches the air and nothing happens. And she does it again and nothing happens. And she takes a look at her wand and she, she something's not right here. And then she gets a good look at the wand and she realizes it's not her wand, and, and she's like, oh, that, that darn stick woman. So she gets ready to rush back. Uh, you know, she's like, oh, my, you know, let's run back to that woman and, and figure out which one's my wand. Total mix-up here. And all of a sudden, out of the bushes come uh, the town's guard. And uh, the, the sheriff of the town. And he says, excuse me, woman. What what are you about? Or some type of phrasing like that. And the fair guy says, oh, 
just out for a, a stroll, you know. I said, well, what was with that stick touching the air with the stick? She goes, oh, I fancy myself uh, making, that I can make the birds sing, and I kind of just, you know, conduct their singing, much, much like, you know, uh, a, a musical group. And he says, really? Because well, it looked like you were mumbling something. Oh, yes, I was just mumbling, sing, little birdies, sing. And then he says, arrest this woman. He says, you can't fool us with your tricks, you witch. And they arrest her, and they haul her off into town. Meanwhile, back at the castle, outside the castle, stepmother gathers back up all the sticks, and presumably somewhere among these sticks that went flying everywhere when she plowed into the stepmother are the... Uh, is, is the godmother's wand, stepmother and godmother. I kind of mix those things up and apologize. but So she gathers everything up. She goes home. And as soon as she gets home, she's unbelievably proud of herself and excited. So she, she has a glass of wine. And she puts the bundle, lays it out on her floor. And she starts going through stick by stick. And I won't do that right now for you because it's not time to start counting sticks yet. I'm trying to ease you into the sleep, but she goes through the sticks, and she puts a pile of no's, a pile of maybes, and a pile of probably's for the wand, because the sticks were in varying degrees of wand-like. Wandiness, I guess would be the term. And she, she gets everything piled up there. She double-checks the no's, Okay. She goes through the maybes, and she just she uh, gets a rock from her garden, and she goes through every maybe and taps the rock, and nothing happens. Okay. And then she goes through the definite probably's, probably pile, and touches the rock with each, with each one, and nothing happens. So she does it again with the probably's and the maybes. Nothing happens. And she goes through the definitely nots and does that twice and nothing happens so she thinks hmm maybe it's that spot in the woods that's the only place this witch's magic works so she gathers everything up and she goes to that spot in the woods where the stepmother is and uh or where the godmother would appear and she gets a rock from the woods there and she starts going through and nothing happens she goes through Two or three times, nothing happens. She said, hmm. She replays the events of the earlier in the day in her mind, and she's positive that, uh... To, she's pretty positive that she has the, uh, the right wand, or the wand's there among her pile. So she takes a deep breath, and she lies everything out in a row, and she looks over everything, and she starts going through them again, real slow. And she tries different flourishes and stuff. And meanwhile, while she's doing it, she hears, uh, Fairy Godmother, Fairy Godmother. And she looks around, all of a sudden, right into the clearing she's standing in, comes this young woman. It's not Cinderella, it's just a, a young woman. She says, Oh, oh, sorry, ma'am. I'm looking for someone else. And, and stepmother's like, Oh, good day to you. And, and the woman's kind of, young woman's kind of tentative, and she says, oh, good day to you, ma'am. 
And, uh, you know, stepmother's thinking, man, fairy godmother, eh? What's that? You know, she remembers some wives, old wives' tales that were spun at her, her mother's knee. She said, oh, well, who, who are you looking for? And the omens were like, oh, uh, just a friend. So, well, oh. And she notices that girls are very, very well dressed, but in um, clothing more appropriate for not a servant, but someone that serves. So, oh, you're dressed in such lovely fineries. Are you from the castle? And the young one said, oh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm the princess's assistant, Princess Cinderella. And she said, oh, my, um, how wonderful to meet you. And she curtsies and, and she says, oh, you know, I also serve a princess as an advisor. And the young one was like, really? And she says, yes, I, I'm, I'm just here. I've had an accident with my wand. Have you seen the, your princess's godmother's wand? She said, oh, yes, she let me hold it one time. Said, oh, you know what, it's quite similar to this stick. You notice how it has this one dot right here. It's almost exactly the same. And she said, oh, yes, I was just testing you, dear, to make sure you knew um, that you weren't playing with me. They, all our wands are, are the same. They're made at the same wand factory by the same wand master. So, well, have you seen uh, another godmother? She's She's quite a bit like you, but her face is a little softer and she smiles quite often. And somebody's like, no, why do you ask? And she, well, the princess is quite afraid because she just had this nightmare during her nap that something horrible happened to her. So, oh, well, I'm sure it'll be fine. O off with you. Why don't you return to the princess? So this, the young woman goes back off to serve the princess, and the stepmother's again beside herself with joy. She's got the wand now. Even in her hand, she can sense some power that she didn't sense before. And then she goes and she touches the rock, and she's paying strict attention, and nothing happens. And she says, you know, bread, and she touches the rock. It doesn't turn to bread. And she said, wine. She notices a little shimmer of something, but nothing's happening. And she's just exhausted. She, is, she spends hours doing this, and she goes home with the wand, and she tries everything, and she can't figure it out. So she sucks it up, and she heads down to the jail. And, you know, the sheriff knew she was the one that uh, snitched on the godmother, so he lets her. She's like, I'd like to speak to this woman because she's been, you know, planning her evil witch thoughts in my daughter's mind. So he lets her go in, and the godmother, she's just sitting in her cell, cool and collected, and she's like, ah, it's you. Like somehow I was expecting you. Stepmother says yes. And she said, "So you have my wand?" So like, yes, I do. So what do you what do you want with my wand? It's no no use to you. Someone's like, "Oh, I think it is." Do, do you value your your life? The godmother asks her the same question. Do you value yours? Of course. And uh, they go back and forth trying to feel each other out. And the godmother's, you know, kind of, kind of trying to 
She's like, you, you don't know the consequences of your actions. And Stepmother's like, I don't care for the consequences of my actions. You're the one in the cell. You have no power over me anymore. And then finally, the godmother's like, I'm sick of this. She goes, you're here because you can't use the wand, aren't you? She's like, I sensed someone watching me in the woods all those days. But I thought it was just my a paranoia or imagination or something. You know there's a magic word to make the wand work. The stepmother's like, really? She's like, do you want to know the word? The stepmother's like, are you trying to trick me? She's like, no. I'll gladly give you the word, the magic word. The wand will destroy you. So, again, I ask you, do you value your life? Someone says, of course. What, what is this witchery you're trying on me? So, well, I'll, well, I'll give you the, the magic word. But I'm telling you, the wand will destroy you. She said, well, because it's a trick magic word. You're trying to trick me somehow. So, no, I'll give you the mag magic word. You can use the wand as you like. And if you wish to return to me and beg me for my mercy and forgiveness and return the wand to me, I'll be here, obviously, because I'm locked in jail. I'll take you out of your misery. The best thing you can do is give it to me now, because I promise you, my, me being in the cell is nothing compared to the what, what you're going to suffer at the hands of that wand. I need... I, ha I have a greater mission than dealing with your nonsense. And, and you're, you're taking me from that nonsense. And so I will escape. And I will let the wand destroy you. Stepmother takes a deep breath. Because she's a player. She's not, she's not here to be played. She's trying to get an angle on the godmother. So she's, she, she figures... Okay... We'll see if, about this wand. And she says, just, just, just give me the, uh, give me the, the, uh, give me the magic word, and, and, and I'll take what you said with the grand salt and think about it. Maybe I won't even use the wand, but just give me the password. And the godmother says, uh, it's Alakazoo. So okay. Good day. And the step godmother says, you know, this is your last warning. Your last warning. I said, good day. So we're going to leave it tonight there. But if you're still awake, um, okay, let's, let's lie down. Get in a nice, comfortable position. And then we're going to just try to clear your mind again. Listen to my voice. You're gonna picture a wand with wings and, and little tiny legs, and it's running towards the fence and jumping over, flapping its wings and running on, landing on the other side. The stepmother tries one wand, flies over the fence, and two wands, and three wands over the fence, and four wands over the fence, and five. It sounded like a serial killer there in that five wand. 
six wands fly over the fence. And seven wands fly over the fence. And eight wands fly over the fence. And nine wands fly over the fence. And ten wands fly over the fence. And eleven wands fly over the fence. And twelve wands fly over the fence. just had a showdown, a kind of face-off with the stepmother had stolen the godmother's uh, wand and she needed the magic word to make the wand work and she confronted her, the godmother in her jail cell and the godmother said, you know, I'll give you the magic word but there's going to be consequences and the stepmother ended up taking the magic word and heading off but meanwhile the godmother's stuck in this jail cell and she spends most of her time amusing herself by scaring the, the jailers because they think she's some sort of powerful witch, which she may or may not be. We, uh, she's only accused of being a witch. We should know. That's an allegation right now. Okay. So, she, you know, she's just, anytime a jailer goes and brings her food, she's like, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. And they jump and they run away. Uh, but she... She, she's she's also worried. She's trying to maintain this facade, but clearly the godmother is there for a reason and dealing with Cinderella for a reason. She got her into being, I mean, I don't know if she's some sort of queen maker. I'm not sure what her angle is. I haven't discovered it yet, but she's got, she's on a mission or, or at least her mission in life is to help Cinderella. I don't know. So she, she finally asked the jailer, she said, can you send me the sheriff? And the sheriff sits down, and he's a little bit worried because they haven't locked up a witch before. And he says, what do you want, witch? She says, please call me Penelope. That's what my friends call me. He says, you're a friend of mine, witch. And she says, um, w w when's my trial? He says, there's no trial for witches. He's like, we're going to burn you. Hmm. When will I be burned? So, well, we've been told to wait till the princess is out of town and she's heading over to, uh, that Lily, Lily, Lily Land or whatever it's called, that other, you know, that nearby town, uh, on a, you know, on a tour. So we're, we'll burn you when the princess is out of town. So, hmm. So she says, you know, do, do I get a last request? And he says, you know, we don't give wishes last requests. She's like, okay, let me reframe it. I'm a witch, correct? Don't you think it's within my power to destroy this jail? He said, really? Well, why are you sitting there? Well, if it is within my power to destroy this jail, or... To find out every secret about you, I will. 
and I will destroy you. Or you could simply grant me my last request. You know, I appreciate a trial and all that fair trial, not to be burned. But but would you just grant me a request? And he said, hmm. Well, it depends. What's your last quest? She says, I'd like to speak to the captain of the guard. Could you bring him here? He said, all right. Yeah, I can do that. That's not a big deal. You're not going to destroy destroy the jail, right? Just If you're going to do it, just let me know when I'm not here. I just work during the day. And that secret stuff about destroying me, you're not going to tell anybody about what I do with the frogs, are you? Godmother says, Penelope, the godmother says, you know, no, just send me the captain of the guard. So the jailer, Seraph, goes off. Sheriff goes off, summons the captain of the guard. Captain of the guard comes down and says, Why do you call me here, witch? And she, she says, oh, Do you know what that woman was about that got you involved with jump, you know, imprisoning me? I said, oh, Yeah, she's a concerned citizen. It's actually her daughter is the uh, princess. And, you know, she didn't want a witch hanging out with her daughter. Hmm. Really, that's all. She didn't have any other ambitions. The Captain Gar says, "No, no. Uh, what do you want? Why? Why'd you call me here anyway?" She says, "Has the princess asked about me? Where? Where I am?" And he says, "Uh, yeah." Says, what? What do you tell her? I said, "Sorry, mom. Sorry, miss. I don't know." And, uh, so aren't you worried about your job or the princess finding out where I am? He said, no. I don't think she's going to find out where you are. And she says, did that woman give you anything in exchange for imprisoning me? And she says, no. The godmother said, listen, you fancy the princess, don't you? The cabinet goes, what? She says, you... You want to keep the princess safe, correct? He says, of course, that's my duty as Captain Lagarde. She's like, you've not taken a wife, have you? He says, no, my, my duty is my wife. She said, you fancy, fancy the princess, don't you? The Captain Lagarde says, what do you want, witch? She says, have I ever brought harm to the princess? But do you guys like how I change my accent every few minutes? I'm sorry, but pull you out of the story even. We should be falling asleep anyway. And he says, I don't know. Uh, I'm not in there with you when you meet with her alone. I have no idea what you're about. She said, what if my job... Okay, maybe I am a witch. What if I'm a good witch? And he says, there's no good witches. The, the good lord is the only one with power of that sort. So, okay, what if... Could you put in your head that I'm actually here to keep the princess safe as well? He said, no, I don't buy that. Godmother said, man, this guy, she's thinking, this guy is, wow. She said, okay, you want to keep the princess safe, and, and I sense you, you have a love for her. 
Whatever that love is, it's yours to keep. What if I tell you I know a secret about the princess? He said, I'm not interested in your tricks, which really he moved forward and I see it a bit. He's like, hmm. She goes, I, I know a dark secret about the princess, about an evil she faces. Are you interested in keeping her safe? He says, uh, go on, which? She said, well, one, the lady you got involved with, she's, she's probably a threat to the princess, so keep an eye on her. But she said, there's a much darker menace the princess faces from her husband. The captain of the guard tries not to look interested because he's trying to be partially supposed to keep everybody else safe too. He says, what do you mean, witch? She says, the prince harms the princess. He says, how? I've never seen a ha I've never seen him lay hand on her. She says, under her clothes, her underclothes is where he harms her. He beats her. And someday he may kill her. And he, the cat guard says, well, I need some proof then. Because I don't buy, buy, your, buy your tales, which... But secretly inside, his blood's boiling because he never liked the prince. He really does have the hots for Cinderella. And, you know, every day when he goes to bed, he's thinking about their wedding day and their wedding night. Believe me, believe me. That's all he can think about, even... Every time he sees her, his knees go weak. It's one of those deep abiding, or unabiding, I don't know. He's in love with Cinderella. And his blood's boiling with murderous rage that anyone would ever harm her. Penelope, the godmother, she says, uh, well, I don't need to provide proof, I can see it in your eyes. If you wish to keep Cinderella safe, it is your choice what to do. And I know your heart will guide you. So the cabinet guard storms out. And that's where we're going to leave it tonight. But crush is one good way to fall asleep. Is to think about someone you have a crush on. If you don't have a crush, maybe you should come up with one. But that's what the captain of the guard does. He gets in bed. Pulls up his rags or his wool covers. And he pictures like Cinderella running through these endless fields of flowers. And her hair is flowing. Her dress is f flapping in the breeze. Roses are raining from the heavens and her arms are open. She is running, running towards him. Over hills and valleys. Through a refreshing stream. She's just running running into his arms across plains fruited plains majestic mountains that are purple and she's so beautiful the skies are gracious behind her ears an amber wave of grain She's still running towards him. She's as light as the breeze is on your face. Slowly blowing closer and closer.
and break down her house and burn it down. And she even asked about it at the end. Because if you know from episode one, one of her daughters, she married off to an innkeeper. So most nights she, she could be found at this inn eating free dinner and wine. And she asked around about this mute stable boy. But no one had ever heard of him, so she figured he must be from out of town. And then it then she comes then it hits her. She thinks about out of town, she starts thinking about the godmother, the fairy godmother. And she gets her plan. And the next morning she goes into the woods of the clearing where she first saw the fairy godmother appear. She changes herself into the fairy godmother. She comes up with her plan. And she goes down that afternoon, calls for the captain of the guard. He's like, oh, you haven't been here in a while. You know, usually you're here every day waiting for your daughter. She says, oh, I, I, I know she'll come around. He says, listen, that, that, that godmother, that woman, she's still locked up, right? He says, oh, yes, her name's Penelope, by the way. Let's refer to her as Penelope, the witch Penelope from now on as opposed to that old woman. You can say, okay, whatever, the witch Penelope. She's still in jail, right? He says, yes. He says, well, don't be alarmed tomorrow. She's still going to be in jail, but... She, she tells him, don't worry. Tomorrow, her she, I learned she has a sister who's not a witch. And she's going to come tomorrow and, and visit the princess. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but the captain of the guard's not the brightest dude. He says, okay, whatever. So she goes back to the spot where she first saw the godmother. She turns herself into the godmother. And then she turns, grabs a rock and some sticks, turns it into bread and wine, tea, and a picnic basket. And she heads off to the castle like she's the uh, fairy godmother, or to her, this old witch. And meanwhile, a captain of the guard's sitting there, tending the gate with the other guards. And he sees the godmother rolling up the path. And all the other guards, they loved the godmother. Because she'd have his bottle of wine. Um, and they'd get to hit that. She had usually some bread or some cheese. So, oh, oh, we've missed you so. You know, the captain of the guard's like, oh, good God. I had this lady thrown in jail. Meanwhile, I can't tell anybody because I don't want the princess to find out. So he, he's like waiting for her to blast him with a lightning bolt or she says oh greetings captain and she gives it you know gives these guys some, some bread and some wine and they're oh godmother princess has been beside herself where have you been she goes, <laughs> oh her godmother they call her penelope um turns out that's her name penelope and oh miss penelope miss penelope and the, the princess will be so overjoyed and then the princess's assistant comes out and she's hugging the stepmother who's pretending to be the godmother whose name is Penelope. Oh, Penelope, come, come, see the princess, come. So she rushes in. They go, they go into the Cinderella's private chamber, which is wit. I mean, the stepmother can't believe this place. The castle's off the hook. And she's sitting in this chamber. It's got stained glass, gold stuff and baubles, you know, all sorts of fancy stuff, tapestries, and 
know, she sits sits there, and all of a sudden Cinderella comes in, and Cinderella looks magnificent. And she's, but she looks grave, like scared or afraid or something. And she grabbed, as soon as she comes in, she takes the Penelope, the stepmother, the godmother combo, hugs her, and she starts weeping and weeping and weeping. She's so upset. She's crying and crying and crying. And the stepmother, she has to dig real deep to find some mothering instincts because she's a terrible mother. But she's so manipulative that she knows. So she rubs her back. She says, oh, child, oh, child, you know. She holds her and lets her weep until, you know, when you're, after you weep and you're, you're a sh you feel like a shell. and She's just breathing and she's still holding her, comforting her, and she says, oh, what's, what's the matter, my child? She says, oh, I was so afraid you weren't going to return. And, you know, I missed you so. I was afraid something terrible befell you. So, oh, child, no, it's fine, it's fine. And so, oh, oh, don't, 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 don't be so concerned. And just, you know, it's okay, I'll be here for you every day, just like in the past. And she thinks she's got her countdown. The Cinderella starts crying again. She's crying, racking with sobs. She's like, oh, oh, fairy godmother. Oh, Penelope, I failed you so. And she's like, I failed at what you asked of me. She says, oh, it's okay. It's okay, child. It's okay. It's okay. And she, she's, she doesn't know, of course, what, what Cinderella's talking about. Oh, child, you could never let me down. She's like, oh, but I have. What you told me never, ever to let happen. And if it did happen, you told me to take the steps. I have, I, I failed you. And she's crying, crying. And she says, well, okay. Tell, tell me exactly what happened again. And she's like, well, there was one night and it was a lovely ball we were having for a, out of town, uh, king and queen and there was dancing and drink and, and the prince and I we danced and danced and you know I love to dance sorry my strange my accent's strange today and I was flush with wine and the prince despite all, all all the all the things you told me and despite all the promises you made me he, he was he was quite handsome that night and maybe it was the wine I felt the stirring inside me, and I know you've told me to destroy that stirring. It was a, a yearning to have my skin against his, and I couldn't control myself. And, you know, stomach's like, okay, dear, 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 okay. She's in the, and just in the middle of the dance, the prince swept me off the floor, swept me into a, a root cellar, and we, and she starts weeping again. And the stepmother obviously knows, okay. And the stepmother, first, she's like, well, child, he is your husband. And she catches, 
catches Cinderella's weeping so hard she didn't quite hear that and she says well no but stepmother I didn't take the precautions either you know to put inside of me and she's crying and she's just like, I'm afraid I'm so afraid and you know stepmother's like wait a second and she says child they've been so sick Let's sit and, and, and so I can help you explain to me exactly what what you're afraid of so so that I can I can better she's like, Well you told me I could never bear the child of the prince and to avoid him at all costs and if he asked me for physical contact to be as cold and unpassionate as possible and to block him if he does enter me from from making a child inside me because it I, I because if you told me I didn't you told me that was my mission of why I was princess you told me I would never become queen so that this this time I was like think this doesn't make any sense but it's like okay that's this Godmother's angle to keep her from getting pregnant. She becomes wicked curious. So I was like, I also know that I'll, you will punish me. I said, Well, well. She starts crying again. She says, Okay. She's like, But you did say something could be done if I find him with child, but I don't know even know yet that I would save me from punishment even if it whatever it means please 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 Penelope don't she said okay calm down you don't know if you're a child yet let's just wait and see got the stepmother here we don't know if she's pregnant or not and we don't know why godmother wants it so badly to stop it and we need to find out. And the stepmother wants to find out. And that's where we'll go next. And where you'll go next is if you had a magic wand, what would you do? And you said Alakazoo. Could you, what, what, like what animals could you give wings and would they fly? Like a flying horse. Well, that'd be a pegasus flying through the air. In the clouds. What if you gave cloud wings? The cloud was flying through the clouds, a flying cloud with wings, floating and flapping its wings. Then it lands by you and says, hey, climb aboard. I'm a cloud bed with wings. You climb aboard. And the cloud is so soft and comfortable, it flies its wings. And it flies through other clouds that are even softer. Get, your lids get heavy. You start to sink deeper into this cloud. Start flapping its wings. The more it flaps, the deeper you sink. Further, further away. The clouds fly. Jesus. 
turns another mouse into a stable boy, had her way with him, and sent him on his way. She's just, uh, you know, basking in the glow, drinking a glass of wine. It's uh, dusk or nighttime. And boom, 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 there's a knock at her door. She wonders if it's the stable boy. They never come back, she thinks, but maybe this one did. And she opens it, and the captain of the guard's there, and he's wasted. And he's, like, tearful, and he just lets him, she's like, oh, he just walks right in. She's like, oh, just let yourself in. I need your help. And she has him sit down at the table, and she's kind of disgusted with him. And he's all weeping, and, and finally she just, like, grabs him by his shoulders and slaps him. She said, what? What, what's your problem? She's like, well, your daughter, your daughter's being beaten by her husband. She says, what? And she says, oh, the prince is beating Cinderella at night under her clothes or something. And stepmother's like, hmm. She has really no heart for Cinderella. She says, well, that not that what the, the husband's prerogative is? He's weeping, oh, poor Cinderella, poor Cinderella. You gotta help me. And, I, and she's like, I, why, why do I have to help you again? She's like, she, he could really hurt her. What, what if we hurt her? I, I, and then finally he gets serious. He's like, I, I need to kill him. You have to help me kill him. And stepmother kind of looks him over. She takes a breath. She's like, I, she's like, get out of my house. And he's like, if you don't help me, I'll just kill him on my own probably be arrested but if I am I'm going to tell them about admit to everything about capturing the witch and everything and throw myself at Cinderella's mercy so whoa 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 okay sit back down first off the prince is the king queen's only son so you kill him they're going to throw Cinderella out then we have her killed you don't know it's not gonna, Killing the prince is not going to help Cinderella. She's like, no, no, I think we need to kill him. She, she's like, <laughs> she goes, that's not going to help anything. And he's like, well, he needs to be stopped. I need to protect Cinderella. It's my sworn duty as captain of the guard. She's like, really? The captain of the guard is supposed to kill kill the future king? He's like, well, I'm the captain of the princess guard. Yeah, but... Is your sworn duty to the king and queen first? Well, I, I did. Why, why, woman, why are you arguing with me? I need to keep Cinderella safe. So she said, well, killing him's out. She says, uh, what, what, what if you, uh, you know, threaten him? He's like, I'll lose my job. And then it hits uh, the stepmother. She says, I, I have an idea. She'd been playing around the wand and and trying to come up with different stuff. So she pours a little wine into, into a small jug. And she says, you know, leave, leave the house. And come back in a few minutes. And as soon as he leaves, she touches the jug. And she she's like makes a potion. And then he comes back in. He goes, you know what I was thinking when I was outside? He goes, I don't, I don't even know your name. We just call you uh, uh, Grizzled Face. Behind your back, the stepmother. She says, my name, my name's Agatha, thank you. So, well, Miss Agatha, what's your plan? 
So here's what you're going to do. You need to scare the prince into not beating Cinderella if he's beating her. So you're going to take... I'm going to give you this potion that I stole from that witch. Um, You're going to hide in the prince's room. And when he gets goes to bed, you're going to take this potion. It'll turn you into a, a demon. And eventually it'll wear off. Don't worry, you're not going to be permanently a demon. But you just scare him. Tell him you're, you're on to him. And, you know, you're going you're gonna to mess him up. You're going to come every night and terrorize him. If he lays any hand on the uh, the princess, so he says, "All right." So he goes into the castle, hides under the prince's bed. And prince and princess they sleep in separate rooms, um, just in case you're you're wondering. So he hides in the prince under the prince's bed. Prince comes in, gets in bed, goes to sleep. He pops it, drinks his potion. He turns into this huge hairy beast. Almost like what we would call a werewolf type demon. He gets out from under the bed and he, he wakes the prince up. And he's growling at him and screaming. The prince is terrified. And he's like, Don't speak a word or I'll eat you. The prince is obviously, he's so scared. I mean, so all of a sudden he goes, Whoa, what, what, what madness is this? He goes, I'm a demon. So what do you want, demon? Hold on, I'm thinking of what I want. I want you to leave that princess alone. And if you don't, I'll come here every night. And every time you touch her, I'll eat one of your toes. So I quite like my toes. You couldn't, do you need any gold or anything, demon? Or you could maybe, why don't you come work for me? I'm going to be the king soon. I could use a demon. Uh, I, I'm, He folks he just growls he he's so flustered he goes, I just need you to play do not beat the princess he, the pr- prince is kind of like he's like a he's one of those people he's always got to answer for everything so they go back and forth and back and forth and finally you know it hits midnight and the demon's trying to you know the uh, captain of the guard's trying to build up into his scary demon ship and uh Next thing you know, he starts feeling funny, and his hair starts shrinking, his muscles start going back to normal. Next thing you know, he's back to the captain of the guard. And the prince is like, what? What, what, what the heck's going on here? Are you, you're supposed to be the captain of my wife's guard. What, you were just a demon. And then for once, the captain of the guard gets some kind of clue, and he's just acting all dazed. He kind of is a little bit dazed, He's like, oh, oh, I was captured by an evil witch woman, and she told me, I, I don't even know what happened. She, she, she fed me this evil potion, and and uh, and I just ended up. What happened? Because will you tell me I was beating the princess? I would never beat her. I love her with all my heart and soul. And then you're threatening to eat my toes. What kind of weird demon, toe-eating demon? Because I quite like my toes. I have wonderful toes. Cinderella loves them as well. And, uh... So what the hell? Why the... What the hell? So the... Let me get this straight. Somebody turned you into a demon. 
and sent you here to eat my toast. Is, is that... Because I don't know. I don't remember a thing. Because well, it's strange because I don't beat the princess. So I don't know what... He goes, we're going to have to, you know... Who's this? Who's this witch? That and how did she catch you? And uh, you know, the prince knows something's not right, but he also knows this captain. The guards, not such. But he goes, goes, what kind of? He goes, I could, you know, I might be able. Can she make demons whenever she wants? And I, what, what did she give me? He's like, she gave me a potion. Okay, and the prince is like, all right. Well, don't tell anybody about this. And. You know, I, I don't beat Cinderella, so don't worry about that. You just you just keep guarding Cinderella and just act like nothing's wrong. And you're going to point out uh, where this witch is. You know, we'll figure stuff. We're gonna, I'm going to figure this out. So, you know, be gone. And so, Captain Guard leaves, and he's a little bit mixed up. He's like, okay, am I in trouble or not? He was actually hoping that the prince would die of a heart attack or something and he would get married to Cinderella. So, the fact that the prince is in love with Cinderella kind of ticks him off. So he goes home and goes to bed and he's got to figure out, is he going to tell the prince about the stepmother, Agatha, or the fairy godmother that's in jail? And so he, he, he uh, gets in bed back at the castle the prince gets in bed the prince he he just uh he's he's even though he's an adult he's got a couple teddy bears that he talks to to go to sleep and this is kind of how he falls asleep um in his mind he, he snuggles his bears close they did have teddy bears back then you believe that i don't think i think they called them um furry forest friends or something, but, so he gathers him, he says, and he gets, he closes his eyes, and he says, oh, Teddy says, let's have a picnic, come, come, let's have a picnic in the grass, and, uh, oh, Teddy, what did you bring to serve me for my breakfast, and the teddy bear says, Weasel Wuzzle, Weasel Wuzzle Wuzzy, he says, well, oh, Candied bread, I see. Wow, this is so delicious. What else did you bring, Teddy? Push and lotion? Thush? Poop. Ah. Honey wine. Oh, let's drink this all, Teddy. Teddy, can I put my head down on your belly? So, the honey wine. My head's resting on your belly, Teddy, as it goes up and down. Oh, and you, my other titties, taking my shoes off and rubbing them. Yes, and falling asleep. My head's on Teddy's belly. We open. I'm out here and I'll lose the king. So release the woman to me. 
to the jailer. They go back. It's kind of like the fairy godmother. She just stands up. She's like, ma'am, mom, you're going to need to come with us. And they, they pull an onion bag overhead and tie it up. And they lead her out. And the captain of the guard and his, his soldiers throw her in the back of this cart. And they trot off. They trot off. And the fairy godmother, she's kind of uh, just lying there. Wondering, she's feeling the thing bounce, the carriage, and she's wondering what what fate awaits her. Cause when she's like, they go back to the, you know, she's she, but she's kind of patient. She's just wondering. She doesn't seem she's not struggling or anything like that. And the carriage bounces off. She takes a lot of turns, and she, so she's like, that's weird. She loses, you know. She's wondering if they were going straight to the castle or straight to the woods for execution, straight to a a pyre to burn her alive or to you know dunk her in one of those lakes but no they head off in a while and she feels herself the cart stops she feels herself pulled out grown through a door through another door and thrown into this like a root cellar and then the soldiers tromp off and there's nothing and then she hears the cart roll off and then uh Here's a door open, and then the root cellar door open closes. There's silence, and there's just footsteps. And stepmother just kind of laughs. There's no response from the other person. There's just creaking of shoes or boots. The stepmother goes, I can smell the wand. I can feel it. I can, I can feel it humming. There's still silence. And she goes, you know... I know the wand is here. Because I, I assume I'm in your root cellar. And reluctantly, she feels something fumbling at her neck and feels the onion bag pulled off and the harsh harsh light against her eyes. Maybe it was a potato sack and onion bags probably, but whatever. She's blinded for a minute. And then she comes into focus and who's standing there but the stepmother, Agatha. This is as, ah, you could smell the wand, huh? And stepmother goes, yeah. I, I can sense it's part of me. And stepmother says, you know, I, you know, my, my name's Penelope. I believe you're Agatha, right? So yeah, let's refer to each other as Agatha and Penelope because it's easier than calling each other stepmother and fairy godmother. For you know, it's easier for us to follow. Of course, Penelope. And then the fairy godmother. Penelope says, uh, why did you bring me here? Agatha says, I'll ask, I'll be asking the questions. Uh, well, okay, well, do you have a question? She goes, well, why? She goes, well, why what? She says, why? What are you? She says, well, I, I'm a fairy godmother. <sighs> That's garbage. Fairy godmother. What are you? So, well, I, I'm a fairy godmother. Um, my job is to help the princess. She uh, <sighs> Help her what? What What do you want? What do you want with my stepdaughter? What do you want with the princess? What, 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 what is with your tone? She goes, I, I know, Penelope, what your game is. 
I know, I know why you're, I know what you're up to. I want to know why. What, what would, I, 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 spare me this fairy godmothery, grandmothery, godmother garbage. What do you want from Cinderella? What, what? Why are you here? Well, uh, I don't know. It's garbage. I don't believe you. Well, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. We fairy godmothers, we do what needs to be done. Done by who? Done for what? I, I cannot explain. All right. Let's not get the car, the horse face before the cart. Why? You're here to stop Cinderella from giving birth to the prince's son. Is that why you're here? Well, that's one of that that needs to be done. Yes, the prince cannot. Cinderella cannot conceive the prince's son. And you don't have a a, re, a why for that, do you? No, no, I, I I I don't. I that that's my that's why I'm here to stop that. But why, why'd you make her a princess in the first place if, if you needed to stop that? I, 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 I give my, or, I'm a soldier, let's just put it that way. And I, I only get the orders as they come in. It's like a mission, I'm on a mission doing what needs to be done. And what needs to be done is he needs to be stopped from conceiving within her. But mission before was to have her become princess. Is that so hard to put through your pea-sided brain? You know whose root cellar you're in. You know who has the wand, so you better cut it out, Penelope. So your mission is to stop. Why, why not just kill the prince? You, you have some kind of... You have the wand. You have the power. You have the trust of the princess. Why not kill the prince? Well, part of our rules are no killing. No, no killing at all. No killing allowed. And you, so you can't prevent, just use some magical thing to prevent her from getting pregnant. Or, uh, you know, that one's kind of more complicated, but it comes down to some ethical dilemmas. I, it would take me quite a bit to get into it, but yes, it's okay to change a mouse into a footman. But to change a, the inside of a mouse is, is playing, it goes against our ethics, and I don't even know if it's quite possible might be beyond it's beyond my power oh well you know, might I ask you a question hmm. you you can ask yeah you can ask yeah what do you plan on doing with my wand what what have you been doing with it nothing nothing I'm getting some answers I've been well, have you been? Do you have any questions about the wand? Yeah. What What happens after you change a beast into a man? Do the Do the men come back, or 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 or, or you know, if I send them off? 
is the ghost I, I don't I'm not clear uh, never mind I don't it's not a question hmm interesting well stepmother Penelope what if I told you I had a solution to what what, what your your uh, what if I had a solution to your little pickle well, why don't you tell me all about it, and I'll, I'll, I'll think it over. Psh! You think I trust you? Well, what would you give me for a solution? Well, why don't you pitch me, because I'm pretty sure I've run through most of the scenarios in my head, and I think I have all the angles covered. Um, you, you've got nothing covered. You Listen, fairy godmother, I'm a woman of the world. You're a woman of some other world, or some grandmother town or wherever I'm a woman that's had desire and I, you, you you come from some convent clearly but you, do, you don't understand the workings of wo young womanhood clearly well uh, I've, I've observed quite a bit and we have quite a quite extensive training on your behavior so uh, yeah <laughs> What if I, I have a plan and it will work? What if I told you that? Do you think I'm... Do you might think of me as a, a nasty woman? You might even think of me as a fool or a haughty or whatever. I can see you judging me with your doe-like eyes. But I'm crafty. And I, I've thought of something that will get done exactly what you need to be done. No one will be hurt, per se, and what's that worth to you? Hmm. Well, we'd, I'd, I'd have to think on it. What exactly were you thinking about? Um, you know? Well, first I want protection from whatever the, you know, whatever the horrible doom you were warning me about. But that's just part one. I have much more, but I need you to swear if I tell you the plan, you'll be on my side, and you'll do exactly as told, and I need some kind of promise that I know I can hold over you. I, I say, I've never been in this position before, um, but I, I, as I said, my assignment is to do what needs to be done, and for now... Cinderella cannot. I don't know if I can trust you, old witch. What if I told you I visited Cinderella, as you? And she told me she had relations with the prince. <gasps> no. And did she protect herself? She is not with child, as far as I know, but no. My, my, my goodness. Do we have a deal? I don't need to do what needs to be done, I suppose. Whatever the cost, I, 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 I must agree to it. And so, that two women, you know, the, uh, Agatha and Penelope, she untied her. She had the wand someplace safe, and she kept her eye on Penelope, but they sat down to a nice dinner. Now, meanwhile, while they, while they were 
discussing things in the root cellar, a whole other load of mess was taking place because the jailer's sitting there and they had rid off and about five minutes after they rode off, a grand caravan of soldiers comes down from the, the castle and at the head of it is the captain of the guard. He says, what are, you, what are you back for? And he said, back for? I'm back to check on the prisoner. He's like, check, check, what? You mean check on the prisoner? And then the prince pushes his way to the front. And he says, give us the prisoner. I need I need to speak to that prisoner right now. I, I, I'll, I need to see, speak with her in her cell. And the, cat, the jailer's just like, what? 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 He... He just, he left with her about ten minutes ago. The pr- prince is like, what? You left with her ten minutes ago? You were, you were with me ten minutes ago. And every, everyone's confused. Now, meanwhile, if you've, if you've got a lick of common sense, you know that stepmother was dressed as a cabin guard and made off with her. And, and the prince is like, what What sort of black magic is, arrest this man? So they have, he has a, uh, captain of the guard thrown in jail now he's suspicious like this is the second um mysterious incident this guy's been involved in so they throw him in jail and that's where we're going to leave tonight's story is that you know the two women seem to be working together well and the prince is definitely confused and now the captain of the guard's in jail and he's stuck like she spills beans to the prince and risk the stepmother's ire or what uh so that's what we'll leave it tonight but um so that's tonight's episode and i just like uh you know like to like wonder what people think about at night and i always wonder if you were a fairy godmother you know and you had trouble falling asleep what would a fairy godmother try to do to fall asleep like what would she think of you might think like fairies like tinkerbell style fairies but then she's a fairy and she's kind of human size and I don't know what would she think of like have I mean we haven't got into the her backstory really at all or the lore of fairy godmothers pertaining to this particular world so it's like our, she's obviously humanoid um, but she has some other characteristics so it's like do that, do that it sounds like she's lived some sort of cloistered life from what we've gathered this episode so does she doesn't does she have a sensual sexuality to her um has she experienced that or is that not part of their development or is it something that's repressed or is it something that comes out in some more metaphorical subconscious way like does a fairy godmother like dream of stags racing across fields stags giant horns powerful would that be too obvious charging at each other and smashing into each other trying to see who's the victor each time they collide fur pops off of their heads and thunders through the woods and they back up and snort their cold winter air even the mist comes out their noses they charge at each other again with this one-minded determination pow pow 
into each other and then back again like smash again and then one seems to be getting more beat up than the other trots back stumbles a bit go back again crash stumbles again go back again Savvy can't even get a trot and the other guy smashes into him butts him in the side get the get the heck out of here and then stepmother's been watching the whole time and he scoops her up in his antlers she sits on his antlers like a much like a uh, you know a queen on her carrier I don't know what they're called off the top of my head but you know she's parading around through the forest on the antlers of this dominant buck she's waving to all the things and flowers are opening up and floating its petals towards her she's blushing she's just being trot trot trotted through the woods on parade through beds and beds of flowers and whistling music and she's holding her you know back of her hand to her forehead and swooning I don't know is that what got uh, stepmother's thinking about oh no not stepmother's fair game trotting towards the castle kind of arguing as they trot along and Archie's like relax and the pig's like nah, uh, I'm, no I don't think your plan's going to work I don't think your plan's going to work and Agatha's like I am one of the foremost seducers in this part of the world how do you think I Cinderella's father was wealthy and handsome and I seduced him and I can I can teach any man to just seduce any woman. The pig's like, really? You know, I don't know. Um, maybe this just sounds like a bad idea. I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, well, quiet. We're almost to the castle. So Agatha puts the pig under a blanket, gets up to the castle, and dismounts from the carriage. And she goes up to one of the soldiers and says, Sit. I need to speak with the captain of the guard. She says, right away, ma'am, right away. So he goes into the guardhouse, and, you know, I don't know, they use tin cans or his word or whatever so a few minutes later this uh, younger man comes out stern looking man very serious and he goes up to Agatha and he goes, what can I help you with she says I asked for the captain of the guard not some pipsqueak he looks her up and down sneers walks around the carriage opens up the uh, pig and the pig snorts on him he stares at the pig in disgust Covers the pig back up, goes back to Agatha, the stepmother. That's quite a quite an ugly pig you have there. So yeah, it is an ugly pig, a stinky pig too. Horrible, horrible pig that is. Uh, by the way, where's the captain of the guard? He says, I'm I'm the new captain of the guard. Cyril is my name. What can I help you with? So well, well, I need to speak to the uh, captain of the guard, the or the original. He's in he's in jail. Now, I suggest that you be off and quit wasting my time. They say, well, well, it's quite important. Why, why is he in jail? He's in jail. What's he doing in jail? 
He's in cahoots with a witch. What What are you asking? Who are you to ask these questions? I said, oh, well, as a matter of fact, I'm Cinderella's stepmother. You might have heard of me. And if you keep keep up this attitude, I'm going to make sure she knows about it. You're, as far as I know, you're banned from the castle, so you, your threats carry no weight with me. So, oh, well, it won't be long. I'll be in that castle. And you, Cyril, will be out of a job. Maybe you could work for me and uh, take care of my smelly pig. I, I, why don't you tell me, so he was in cahoots with a witch, you say? Yeah, some, some pudgy witch, pleasant-faced, unlike you, kindly-looking woman. I guess he, uh, he went after the prince one night, and, uh, you know, he's thrown in prison. He's going to be executed tomorrow. That's all you need to know. Be off! In town jail, eh? He's in the town jail? Yes. So just be off with you. We didn't want him in the dungeon in case he had any, you know, exploding spells type stuff. So be off with you. So she hops in the carriage and they trot off. You know, fairy godmother. She's still the pig. She's like, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. How are we gonna? What is he? The essential part of our plan, and now he's in jail to be executed, eh? Agatha, stepmother, just relax. So they go down to the jail, and she asks to see the. The cabinet guard and jail is like, oh, no, 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 no visitors. He's not allowed any visitors. And Agatha says, really? She goes, you know, I had a conversation with a frog the other day about you. Jail is like, what are you talking about? She goes, I know what you do with those frogs. Does your wife know about where you, where you put those frogs and what you do to them? Yeah. Does the uh, new captain of the guard know about your frog fetish? Should I inform them? Or should I just go in and speak to the, to the young man in the uh, cell? Go on, go on. You have a few min- only a few minutes, though. He's to be executed tomorrow. So she goes in, and the captain of the guard, as many of you know, he's kind of adult. And he's kind of weeping in his cell and, you know, woeing. Oh, woe was me, the whole nine yards. And Agatha sees him. And she, she says, sit up straight and quit whining, you fool. Tell me what happened. Oh, oh, oh. well, I didn't tell on you, ma'am. I I didn't tell on you. I certainly didn't tell on you. Why? Why? Well, I was the beast, and I was threatening the prince not to beat Cinderella. And then suddenly I changed back into a man, and the prince seemed very concerned with it. And then he asked me who gave me the power, and I told him the fairy, not you, but the woman down in the jail, the evil witch. So we went down to meet with her, and she was gone, and they said that I had come and got her, and taken her away and the prince had me thrown in jail for wizardry I guess so I'm doomed I'm doomed oh, shit. quiet quiet you fool now you need to pull it together and do what I say oh no it's all lost it's all lost they're gonna execute me they're not listen up young young man what's your name anyway old captain there oh Roland ma'am Roland well I know Roland what in your heart of hearts you desire what if I can grant you part of what you desire? Well, I'll, I'll never marry the princess now. I'll be dead. And uh, what if I told you? If you listen to me and follow me exactly, you could share Cinderella's bed with her. And not only that, she could bear your child. How, what would you think of sharing Cinderella's bed and having her bring you a son or daughter? Well, that's not possible, is it? It will be if you listen to me. 
and do exactly what I say. Okay, okay. Okay. Well, don't worry, because I know that that Cyril, the new captain of the guard they replaced you with, is a wizard. He's evil. So, if anyone asks you anything, say that he, that probably that witch turned into Cyril or something, you know. Just, 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 just let me handle things. All right. I'll, I'll be in touch. So she goes to leave, and she goes out to her carriage or wagon. And who's standing there but the new captain of the guard, Cyril. He's kind of still inspecting. He goes, huh. Oh, fancy, it's fancy you seeing you here, miss. I just saw you at the castle. What, what are you doing down here? Jailer says you're meeting with the old captain of the guard. Why would that be? And stepmother looks him over. Says, oh, that's none of your business. He goes, oh, I'm on the king's business, so it is my business. Men's imprisoned for attempting to take the life of the prince and for practicing the dark arts. She says, well, oh, well, and she throws herself at his feet into the mud. Oh, I, he's, I love him. We've been lovers for years, and I've been in love with him for, for all my years. And oh, please have mercy. Please, please, please have mercy. Please, I think he's no, he's not a bright man. He's been taken advantage of, and he told me everything. He told me everything. I'll, I'll tell you whatever you need to know. Oh, please just spare his life. They're quiet, quiet, you woman. What do you mean he told you everything? Well, he said that there's this magical place in the woods where he meets, he met the, uh, he called her a fairy, a fairy godmother. She had some fairy prowers, that, that chunky, chunky woman with the uh, buttery face. And he showed me right in the woods where he met her. And I could, I could take you there if you like. I have a feeling this, that's where the magic is about. And that's where she changed him into a beast, and she told him not to scare the prince, but to protect him from e from his evil toes. I think he was confused. I think she drugged him or something. He was trying to just eat his toes or something. It, it was all so strange. But I, I could show you. Why don't you climb in, climb in my uh, carriage, and we'll be off. All right, you witch. Or, well, he didn't say witch. You know, he said wench or something. And so they hop in there, and they head off. And they head up into the deep woods, and just, and she's serious. They go right to the spot where she first start, spotted the fairy godmother. She says, "This is right here. This is some." He said she would appear here, and she would mix her potions and such. And he gets out, and he kind of, he, he kind of has a look over in his eye, like he's a UFO, a paranormal investigator. He's looking around and sniffing at the air. He goes, "I've always, I've always had an interest in the, in magic." And I plan to catch me this this magical woman and for the prince and for our kingdom, so she can be used to defend our kingdom. So we'll enslave her probably, lock her up, and we'll use her power for good, for our good, for the detriment of all these surrounding kingdoms. And don't worry, I'll spare you, your Roland, your precious Roland, as long as we catch her. She's been disappearing. Well, I could tell you she appears right here quite often, and uh, I could tell you, you know, you know, my my pig sniffs out truffles. Why don't I let my pig out, and let's see what uh, my pig scares up. 
and I just use this little divining rod here. So she lets the pig out, and then she kind of goes, come on, come on, taps the pig on the head, and, I've, you know, fairy gabbler's not pleased about it. And uh, she taps it on the head a few times, and uh, next thing you know, it grows from a pig to a giant beast, pig beast, 15 feet tall, growling, growling, towering over the cereal, the captain, the new captain of the guard. Stepmother kicks back head and laughs. <laughs> now, Cyril, who's got the ugly face now? He's kind of panicky. He's like, "What? What kind of? You're the beast!" And she says, "Do away with him." And then, meanwhile, the, the fairy godmother's kind of torn. She's like a giant monster now. She could probably kill the stepmother and take the wand, maybe. Or kill him. And she's just trying to decide what, what's going to be her best move. Or just go back to the castle, kick down the wall, and kill the prince. So she's sitting there in the copse of woods trying to decide what her best move is. And we'll, we'll have to uh, wait and see till next time. Are you king of the guards in a bit of trouble? Agatha has a plan to impregnate Cinderella, possibly with the old captain of the guard, Roland's kid, uh, Sperm. Sperm okay to say on uh, his seed. Let's just say this, his seed. And that's all we got tonight. Um, what is uh, Cyril's backstory? You know, you wonder. Guy rose out of nowhere. He, he came right out of nowhere in the story. Crafty guy looking. You know, what is that called? when Ambition. He's got a lot of ambition. And what do ambitious people dream about at night? Or what do they think about when they're falling asleep? Probably stepping on people's heads, you know. Like when he tries to fall asleep, maybe that's what he's counting. Like, that's what he's counting. Is uh, just like that lake that he first looked into. It was like a person's head. It's like, oh, I'm going to cross this lake on the heads of lesser people one step two steps I only need two people to get from the shallow so next well this person's uh, sitting up I'll step on their head and okay I'm going to step on that person's head oh and this person's sitting on the floor of the water okay six seven oh now person's on their knees and their head's just below the water step on their head and their head seven eight Okay, these people are just standing, submerged, except for the tops of their heads for me to step on. 9, 10, it gets deeper, 11, 12, taller people, 13, 14, 15, 16, and now there's someone holding someone, like a regular height, height person, a little person, stepping on their heads. 15, 16, 17, 18. Now it's two full-size people. 19, 20. 21, 22, 23. The depth of the lake is three people. And then it keeps crossing. Stepping on these people. They're underwater. But he doesn't care. He just is headed to that other side of the lake where he thinks. I don't know what he thinks is there. Stepping. 
isn't so excited. He's close. He's kind of prancing across the people's heads now. 67, 80, 90. Skipping. Skipping on the tops of people's heads. How inconsiderate. And oh, he just did a little spin. Oh, he almost fell off. He's had like 120 heads now. Oh, handstand. He just did a handstand. And people's heads submerged in the water. What a jerk. Oh, somersault. He landed it too. Guy's got a lot of. Um, what is that? What is that word that would describe him? The dexterity would be one, but spry. He's spry. Enemy dictionary. Oh, how did he just do that? He um tumbled like into a roll and then still stood up with two people's heads. That must have hurt the people that were drowning. Oh, and now he's doing knee pumps. Running man. I didn't even know they had that back then. Oh, he's good. Won't walk. Oh, brother. Won't walk in from people's heads that are drowning across the lake. What is that move? This must be some kind of NFL touchdown, but they don't even have. Oh, oh he's across the lake. What a jerk. He's clearly going to be a troublemaker for, and the fairy godmother who's got a wand and has just created a whole mess of trouble. She's like, "Who should I crush?" You know, she's kind of leaning towards getting her wand back because it's kind of like a part of her, like almost like a child. But she's like, "Well, maybe." So she's debating inside, and all of a sudden, she's up against this lake, and they're both watching her and cackling and cowering and cowering and cackling. And all of a sudden, like, Cyril starts to whip. Oh, no! What now? Like, even whimpering worse than before. And, like I said, this podcast is not for kids. Whatever they language they use in the old days, this is what it translates to from the stepmother. She's like, holy fuck. And she's staring at the lake. And she just goes white. And she's not very... Her complexion was already white, so it's like... She's like translucent with purple lines for the pig monster, who's the stepmother, fairy godmother, is like, what the heck? And she senses that they're looking at something behind her. So she goes to turn around. She turns around. She sees this giant muck monster, like made of muck and mud and dripping. It's got seaweed on it. There's some fish bouncing around on it. It's kind of coming out of the muck. And so she backs up. And she steps on Cyril, splats him accidentally, but she steps on him as she's backing up and splats him like a, a grape. So he's dead. Just pops. And she's kind of frozen. And the swamp monster, the muck monster, and the Agatha, the stepmother, is like, pick me up, put me on your shoulders, ah! So, 
you know, at this point, the fairy godmother's acting on instinct. If she was thinking, she would just have left the stepmother. But she scoops her up with her hoof, throws it on her shoulders. Stepmother grabs on, not painfully, but, you know, like a motorcycle onto her pig ears. She's like, run! So she turns around, or she, I guess she's already, no, yes, she turns around and starts running towards down the path. And the muck monster takes a swipe at them, some muck. Gross, nasty muck hits the backs of their necks, but they're booking down the trail, and then boom, 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 boom. This muck monster's booking right after them, and the whole forest bounces, bounces, boom, boom. A pig's a little bit faster than a muck monster, as you can imagine, even on two feet. So she's trekking, and she's just panicked. I mean, a fairy godmother, I'm not positive. I don't know her whole story, but I can't imagine they've been trained. Maybe they have. I don't know. She's she's uh, crapping her pants, or well, she's a pig. She doesn't have pants. It's a pig monster, not porky pig, but she doesn't have pants on. Anyway, let's not let's not develop that picture anymore. She's running, and the muck monster's running, running, running. Next thing she knows, she's running down into the down into the flats, and she runs up right right at the front of the castle, and then the Stepmother's like, ah, stop, stop. You know, you can't run. If they run into town, they're going to start smashing village, the village. So she's like, oh, you know. And then, boom, Muck Monster's not a fireball. Muck Monster gets there. Both stand in front of the castle. It's like, <laughs> castle shaking. People are screaming. Guards are coming to the, um, wherever those things are, where they shoot their arrows from, arrow slits and, Battlements, I think they call them. So they're getting, they're like, what the heck is going on? The red alerts are going. And it's like a standoff. And Muckmush is standing there. And it's slowly closing the gap between the pig, pig, pig man, pig monster, and her. And meanwhile, I mean, now, like, people are coming from the castle. I mean, every, all attention's on this. But no one, you know, these, these, the two beasts don't know it. Or the, and the stepmother's like trying to think. She's up there. She's like, we're, and then boom, the muck monster's swinging. And for, for a little while, they're dodging, dodging, because the pig, muck monster's a little bit slow. Pig's a little bit faster. You know, they don't say as fast as a pig. They say as fast as a jackrabbit or something. But compared to muck, pig's kind of quick. And then, but the muck monster, I don't know, it's not an idiot. So after a couple swipes, it just takes like a muck ball, boom, throws it at the pig's feet, and boom, the pig monster falls down at the stepmother, and now the muck monster's towering above it, and it's about to lay waste or something. I don't know. It's just growling, and, and they're cowering in terror. Not that differently than Cyril was moments ago. And then... Uh, stepmother, she gets much got an idea. She's like, "Get, stand up, stand up." So the fairy godmother climbs to her two hooved feet, or cloven feet, whatever you prefer. If you're a devil worshiper, you probably prefer cloven. If you're non, <laughs> sorry, I'm not. I pull you out of story. So they stand up, and mug monster and step fairy godmother or the stepmother, the step. So they stand up. Stepmother says, uh, You're a pig. 
wallow in this thing. Wallow. The fairy godmother slash pig monster is like, what, what? What do you mean wallow? She said, wallow. Cover yourself in muck. And then she pulls its ears and makes it charge forward. Oh, she charges forward. Does like one of those wrestling moves that I, like a splashdown or something when the fat person just drops on the skinny person. Like um, Tony Saragusa did it to Rich Gannon. Not that any of you are, care about some Raider game that happened 10 years ago or something. But yeah, he does a splashdown and Mock Monster and starts. She's like, roll around, wallow, damn you, wallow. So the pig starts, and then all of a sudden her pig instincts cut start kicking in she's wallowing around in this muck and the muck monster he's not that's his like i guess for a muck monster or this particular muck monster he wasn't cut out for being wallowed in so he kind of quickly dissipates and sun evaporates some of them gets absorbed into some of the pig skin dries out he's done he's toast so and the stepmother hops off and you know, the fairy godmother shaking some of the muck off, and then they start arguing. Hey, what the hell was that? What do you, what, what do you mean? Why'd you make me wallow? This thing could be in my pores now. Uh, what's that? What do you, you, you killed. You said you couldn't kill. You couldn't commit murder. It was an accident. I stepped out of my accident. That's like a They're going back and forth. What the heck was that? that what? Why was? Where's a monster coming out of your magical land for? I didn't see it come out of land. It came out of the water. Why is the monster chasing us? I don't know. We haven't. I haven't done my plan. That could be one thing. What do you mean you haven't done your plan? They said monsters after you if you don't get the fairy godmother. Like uh, to translate, they're still fighting, but to kind of translate, they're fighting. Yeah, fairy godmother. If they're being reasonable, she'd be listen. My assignment was to keep the princess from getting pregnant. They want that done. Stat. You know, they want a solution. The people that sent me on this. So they're sending this monster. It could be a message. It could have been going to do do the job for me. So we got, I got to get this done. We got to keep Cinderella from getting pregnant. It must be. That's that's could be why the monster was chasing us. And then the stepmother. Again, they're fighting. So it's more slapsticky, and hilarious. Not like me. But this podcast isn't supposed to be a slapstick because that wouldn't work. Be like someone telling you a Calvin and Hobbes or. A, anyway. I'm distracted. I'm distracting you. But so, stepmother's like, you you mean there's going to be monsters chasing me? I, I can't believe I got it. Finally, up on the battlements, the princess said, Silence, witch! Silence! And the boom, boom, boom. And he's got his hands cupped, or maybe he has, I don't know if they had uh, any kind of thing to modulate your voice or but whatever he's yelling down he's like what which what do you want from us or shall we do battle with you and she's kind of wiping some of the muck off and she's kind of oh wait there's a whole army looking down at us and is it call off your pig beast i'd like to propose propose a truce with you witch and call off your muck beasts and so she, uh, she's like, huh, that's uh, a lot of arrows and stuff, and probably won't do anything with pigs. So she does a little thing with her wand, changes the fairy godmother pig beast into the fairy godmother pig again, which, you know, she's snorting away, pissed. 
that she's a pig again. And then the fairy godmother's wiping, you know, trying to wipe some out. And Cinderella's at the prince's side suddenly. She said, Mother? Mother, is that you? And the prince's like, Mother? Mother? Is that, that ugly witch is your mother? No, 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 she's my stepmother. Stepmother? Is that you? Said, oh. So she said, Ghastly, I could not imagine she giving birth to someone as spectacularly beautiful as you, my dear. Oh, thank you, Lord Prince. Anyway, stepmother, what are you doing? The stepmother just kind of takes her just a split second because she's so crouched. Oh, Cinderella. Oh. oh. And she kind of acts like she's, oh, I'm faint of heart from that bot battle with that ghastly mud beast they sent to kill you. She said, what are you talking about, stepmother? Well, I, I've always kind of hidden this from you. But I'm also your fairy godmother. I've had to play both roles in order to protect you. You see, you're so special, and your beauty is so rare, and your heart so pure, that there is evil in the world that wants to take it from us. And it has been my sworn duty as since I married your father. I am a special fairy to protect you from the evils of the world as both your fairy godmother and your stepmother, and I've had to play a hard role. With a cold heart. And for that I am sorry. But it was only a role I played. To keep you safe. And now they send beasts here to get you. And I must defend you. So I must be off to sleep in my forest bed. In the cold. Alone. But in my heart I know I'm keeping a spell. You will not have me because I was cruel. Even though I was in defense of you, my love. So I'll be off with my pig, my only companion. And good day. What? The prince is like, halt, halt, witch. You say you protect my love? That is a duty that deserves a place of honor on my side. I have cannot cast you out into the woods and have you defend my kingdom. What sort of honor is in that? You could be my Merlin. You could serve at my side, keeping my bride so safe. We have a wizard's tower, but no wizard. And in fact, I've always wondered myself, why only wizards? Why are wizards sometimes good, sometimes bad, but witches? Why doesn't a witch serve alongside a prince and a king? Are we that ashamed of whence we come from the womb? I don't know. I'm being overly dramatic right now and speaking in a way. But come, won't you join us for dinner? And stay as our guest. I will grant you the wizard's tower from here to eternity for, in return for this simple act of protection against that nasty muck beast. And your pig, we will give it the finest place in our stable, the finest scraps of food, of garbage, a more garbage than you can imagine. Our stinkiest garbage to wallow in. A wallowing muck bog of honor. Well, I could... Oh, stepmother. Well, I could I could not accept. I cannot bring more risk upon my... Bra, my... My... My charge, Cinderella. And there is no risk. We have a whole army and a whole castle and many to warn us. I will send men out across the land, and if a monk monster approaches, we will be ready. And what 
is a better defense than a good offense we could strategize and find this evil that searches for my bride and destroy it at its heart. But only if you live inside the castle at a place of honor. Now, just to take you as an aside, like, this exactly, this is the greatest, this is what Agatha, the Semmer's always dreamed of. I mean, she wanted to be the queen or the princess, and then worst case scenario, her daughters, so she would be like the step queen, or I don't even know what you call it, the queen-in-law, the princess-in-law. So she's like, man, you didn't let me move into this castle? Holy moly. So she's standing there. She has to make the decision. Well, this is my dream come true here. Okay. Um, and then she remembers. She looks down at her pig, snorting, snorting, sword, and she realizes, well, hmm. You know, I'd like to ditch this pig in the stables of a mug box or just leave it out here. But the monsters will probably keep coming. So she said, well, Prince, I hate, I, I hate to, I hate to. Be the bearer of bad news, but that mock monster, he he was a man who worked for you. An evil man. An ambitious man. He called himself Cyril. You recently made him captain of the guard, and he, he used his evil tricks to trick you and exploit a man sitting down in the jail named Roland, who holds a special place in my heart. For he is a good man, a pure-of-heart man, and... My accent has changed, but I need that Roland free, and we have destroyed this evil Cyril. But his evil may lay deeper in your castle than you ever know. And Prince Nixon says, well, says, Gods, go down and free this Roland and bring him to the wizard's tower. And you, Madame, what shall I call you? Which... She said, you shall call me Mistress Agatha. Mistress Agatha, will you not come to the wizard's tower and you can meet with my staff and if you uncover any more traces of evil, you can remove them from my castle. And man, so Agatha can't believe it. She says, all right. And everyone's cheering, and it's like, And tonight we will dine in honor of Mistress Agatha. Three cheers, hip hip hooray. And meanwhile, Cinderella's kind of sitting out there. She's watching this whole thing. And part of her buys it, but part of her is like, That lady used to call, you know, I originally had another name. I wasn't Cinderella. Even my husband calls me Cinderella now. And that was the name they made up for me. I don't remember my name. My dad gave it to me, but then he passed away, and I had to live in the freaking fireplace, and now this lady wants me to forgive her for making me live in the fireplace? She called me Cinderella, Cinderella. God knows the awful things her daughter did to me. Like, she was the one who protected Like, I just feel gross. I need a bath. Like, what? she's, like, having a kind of... Uh, not a breakdown, but you know when you just feel rotten, like you find out something's true. In this night, in this case, it isn't true, but someone lies to you and you think it's true, or you find out some truth that's very unpleasant. So she's like, oh, she just feels nasty, and 
and taken advantage of and her whole world's kind of rocked so but her also her gut which tends to be smarter than our minds is like Cinderella if something's off here this lady's a nasty bitch is might be the term or worse I mean I don't even know what to she's like a crafty but anyway so the prince is like you know they're having a banquet Agatha seems to be getting what she wants. The fairy godmother, you know, she's a pig, so she's going to be thrown into the stables and have to live in the garbage for a while. But, I mean, technically, she might be getting what she wants and not the way she wanted it. So we're really, and then Roland's getting pulled out of jail, and he might even get what he wants if the plan goes through. The plan right now is that Roland's going to knock the boots with Cinderella. I don't know how they're going to pull that off and get her pregnant either seducer or pretend he's a prince I don't know and Cinderella's kind of got what she wants I mean now it's kind of tainted for her and who knows what this prince wants and who knows why we don't know why the fairy godmother's supposed to keep him from impregnating Cinderella is it because of some Game of Thrones Joffrey type offspring or is it they need to end his life? I mean, we don't know. So there's a lot of unanswered questions, and so this is a good place to stop, obviously, as I'm transitioning. But, yeah, I mean, it's not the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you just might find you get what you need. Or maybe it is for Cinderella and for the fairy godmother. For Agatha, she seems to be getting what she wants. Uh, and Roland might, he get, he doesn't need to sleep with Cinderella, he wants to, but he's not, so I don't know, maybe it's not the Rolling Stones song, maybe it's like uh, another song that I don't know, but we're going to pick up where we left off, entering the castle, a uh, banquet, beasts on the horizon, maybe, but I mean, this could end well, I mean, who knows, folks? You know, don't, 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 don't let it keep you up. I mean, everything could be well and fine. Cinderella could go back to her bedchamber and she's feeling a little bit down. So, you know, I need, I need a nap after all these muck monsters and, uh, you know, this is just, you know, she goes back with her attendants and, oh, I mean, this is just so overwhelming. I mean, I, I thought that woman was evil. Now she's telling me she's good. And... You know, I just need to rest. And she might have some kind of dreams as she drifts off, or maybe she's drifting off. And you know, it's kind of like a Lynch, David Lynchian. You know, stepmother's changing into a pig, and then she's riding a pig, and then she's eating a bowl of muck. And more non sequiturs. Then she's in the muck. She's drowning in the muck, and she can't get out. And then she's what? under the muck watching Cyril dancing on the heads of drowning people and then she's pulling herself out of the muck and it's the fairy godmother who's pulling her out and then her face changes to the evil stepmother and then a strange man's making love to her and then the prince is a pig and then she's surrounded by pigs her whole room's filled with pigs and they're all sniffing and sniffing and eating garbage and then she realizes her hands have turned into apples, and the pigs are eating her hands. 
Even her toes have turned into scraps. And they're nibbling away at her toes and her feet. And then she goes to scream, but she has a snout. And she's snorting like a pig. And then she runs. And she runs back to her childhood home. And there's her two weeping stepsisters cackling and cackling at her. And then she's roasting. She's a pig. And they're roasting her in the fireplace where she used to sleep. And they're cackling. Cinderella, dressed like a fella. Stooping, booping, pop, pop, pella. Now you're a pig. I know spit. Looks like you don't know shit. Now Cinderella, blah, blah, blah. My God, you swine, you really smell the boop-ba-bow. Go-go-ka, wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah. And then they're sitting down at the table, and they're stomping their forks. They'll be, Cinderella, Cinderella. And then the prince is carving her. You know, they're feasting on her. Oh. And then their belly's full. Because she, the whole time she's been feasting on the swine. Billy's full, warm sustenance. And then she's in her bed again. Belly full. Belly, almost like a belly full of warm ramen soup. She carries her on like a drunk dog. Agatha's request, and he brought that that afternoon the fairy godmother, who's still a pig, down to the finest pigsty you could imagine that he had his workers make, you know, kind of near the horse stables, you know, in the back back of the castle. So, you know, the stepmother's getting settled. Her and Roland are kind of going over crib notes about seduction and how he's going to impress Cinderella. And the fairy godmother's kind of down in the, the pig stall, and she knows that she's trying to figure out what she's going to do. Is she going to be, she knows that Agatha, the stepmother, while she possesses the wand, she doesn't, she's pretty sure she doesn't know that at midnight she's going to turn back, like that the fairy godmother's going to turn from a pig back into a fairy godmother. So she's trying to figure out what to do, and she's also a pig, so she's not too happy, you know, snorting around in the mud. And, you know, if you're a human and you're in a pigsty in the late afternoon, it's not a pleasant place to be. You know, that mud, it was warm by the sun all day, but it's getting chilly. So she's moving around, and, and she's also hungry, and, you know, her pig sticks are kicking in. She's eating garbage, spitting it back up, whatever. And then all of a sudden the prince is out uh, by himself. And the one thing about the prince is he's one of those people that likes to walk and think at the same time. He's a big walker. He's a big guy talking to inanimate <laughs> pig style there. Inanimate objects and stuff. So he he's like walks down to the pigsty and he's just looking at the pig, enjoying the late 
afternoon, setting of the sun. He starts talking. He says, man, you really are a lovely pig. And Fairy Gavinder gets closer to him. So oh, I, when I was a boy, I had a pig like you. When I was a boy, we had a pig just like you. I can't remember what we called him. He was, he was a lovely pig. I, and I always figure, are pigs, was there, you know, I, I, always, I always wondered. I never asked mother if pigs were always women or men. You know, <laughs> I already know the answer to that. And human terms were, you know, were the pigs. But I don't know if you're a girl or boy pig, to be honest. But you're lovely. He pats the pig. Stepmother, fairy godmother on the head. She's kind of, you know, sitting on the fence like, wow, this guy, she's thinking like, huh. Prince, she was kind of, she's been expecting him to be evil because one of her missions is just to keep him from getting Cinderella pregnant. So, oh, yeah, he goes, ah. My parents, you know, they, I spent so much time with this pig before father became king. You know, because he was just like this, uh, you know, he was this low lord and, there's that great war and all that fratricide and upper class aside and everything. And he's like, Father was the only Lord left, and now he's king. So, you know, I lived out in the country, and, you know, the pig was my only friend. You know, I, I, I still to this day don't have many friends. So maybe you and I, pig, could become friends. And the fairy godmother kind of likes that, and she's sniffing his, his hand, and he gives her, pulls the apple out. And Gives it to her clean, fresh apple. You know, he kind of bears his heart about some other stuff and his love for Cinderella. The fairy godmother really finds her heart, her pig heart, at this moment softening. And then he's like, oh, you know, the dinner bells ring or whatever. Uh, and uh, he's like, yeah, I got to get out of here. And she starts snorting and snorting. And he's like, oh, what's wrong, piggy? You know, what's wrong? And she's putting her snout, snout towards the uh, the wizard's tower. And uh, he's like, huh, huh. He's like, what do you, you want to go? Oh, what was I thinking? Why would I banish you to this sty out here when you, you probably want to be with your lovely mistress, Agatha? So he calls over one of the stable boys, and he says, you know, he goes, go ahead. And, he goes, let this pig into the wizard's tower. Just let it in the, you know, the bottom entrance. And, you know, it misses its master, and you don't need to wake father Miss Ma mistress Agatha you know just let let the pig in there so the stable boy lets step fairy gob <laughs> I always say fairy godmother pig into the wizard's tower and she runs off and she just hides somewhere you know and she's like I'm gonna wait till midnight man see what's going on here and you know they have this big banquet, and Agatha and Roland go, and they drink too much wine. And they come back, and Agatha, you know, sends Roland to his guest room, and she goes into her, you know, wizard's bedroom, which is probably pretty nice. Wizard's bedroom, and, and she dozes off, falls asleep. And midnight comes, and all of a sudden, Penelope... Fairy Godmother changes from a pig into a woman. And we'll just put the technical details aside, whether she's buck naked and covered in mud or not, because she takes care of those things, you know. She goes back up, starts w walking around the wizard's tower a little bit, exploring, <coughs> and she gets into uh, 
Agatha's bedroom, the wizard's room, witch's room at this point, or, yeah, witch's room, Mistress Agatha's bedroom. Agatha's out cold. She's, she's a little bit loaded on red wine, so she's sleeping pretty soundly. And so she searches her room for the wand, and then she searches Agatha. Boom, she finds the wand in uh, Agatha's sleeve inside, uh, like, in she had cut some of the, what do you call those things, strings or stitches of her dress, and it was in one of the sleeves in between two layers of fabric. So she steals the wand, she goes back down, and she kind of hides in one of the sub-rooms of the tower, gets some Z's, and in the morning she bolts. Meanwhile, Agatha and Roller are sleeping it off, when all of a sudden, like, they hear, like, trumpets and booming drums. And, you know, they don't have windows there, so sound kind of travels, and they, Agatha kind of sits up. And she is Mistress Agatha! And then they just keep doing that, some court jester type. It just keeps yelling. The prince requests presents for the king and the queen for Mistress Agatha. Meanwhile, townspeople have got to be. Anybody's trying to sleep or get anything done? I don't know. It's like one of those alarms when you're... Like, who knows? Agatha's like, well, how long has this crap been going on? And Roland kind of wanders in. And, and he's like, well, oh, man. And so she goes down. She, like, gets dressed, cleans herself up, leans it. You know, I'll be with you in a little while. And they just keep calling for her. She goes down. She's like, Roland, I, I, I guess who this, this is about. I guess the king and the queen want to see me. Probably want to. You know, kiss my ring, show me some respect. So you just hang out here, or uh, let me let me just go down and see what's going on. So she gets down and she opens the door of the wizard's tower, and there's like you know a bunch of fancy pants servants of the king and the queen and the prince, and they're like bowing to her, and they have you know some sort of thing to carry her on. And they're all a little bit nervous because she's a wizard witch. And they say, yeah, the king and the queen and the prince request your presence for a demonstration of your powers. She says, oh, ha, ha, okay. And they serve her breakfast while she's in that thing they carry. And they start carrying her. She's like, yeah, I could get used to this, man. You know, she's got like a little bit of you know, breakfast wine and tea and cheeses and meats and they pass by the stables and she's just laughing thinking about the fairy godmother rooting around for garbage and she's me while she's eating bacon and she's even laughing like the sick possibility she could be eating her own pig who is actually human she, I mean she's assuming that you know bacon's got to be cured and all that so it's unlikely so meanwhile, she's like, where are we headed anyway? And they're like, oh, you know, the tournament field, man, the tournament stadium. So, huh, huh, for what, what uh, demonstration of your powers. So they lead her out to, like, the jousting, you know, battle stadium where they, you know, have jousts and gladiator-type battles. I mean, they're not brutal like the Romans, you know, probably 
people didn't die. But, you know, they have jousts and crap like that. So they get her out there. They drop her in the middle of the field. And, you know, they got the big tent for the king and the queen and the next tents for the prince, the next tents for his cousin, and then, you know, rich people all the way around, you know. All the classes are kind of arranged to watch this. And she gets in the center of the field and the king stands and clap. They all clap for her and they're like, Mistress Agatha, we're both, you know, we're pr- we'll be proud to welcome you to service. As the king, I'd like to see some demonstrations of your power, so we've arranged to have a small test of your powers. And she kind of laughs. Ha, ha, ha. All right, all right. And uh, she says, so, we will test your powers now. You know, with the few few things we've arranged quickly. Something like that, you know. So she goes in and she laughs and then she sees off to the side. They're like beating these bulls and getting them angry, some of the some of the servants. And he goes, First, a battle of the bulls And these bulls are like really angry. There's like probably twelve of them when they see her, she's got this crimson dress on, you know. And they're they're really banging, 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 banging. She uh, goes. To, she just laughs. Ha ha ha! Your bulls. Oh. And she says something. She tries to say something witty. I mean, she's wittier than me, so that's why it's taking me a second. She said, "You know, are you prepared to lose your bulls or something?" I don't know. But and then she reaches into her sleeve to get out her the wand. It's not there. So then she checks her other sleeve. And she, frickin' a. She tries. You know, play back the night before, and she doesn't remember taking the wand out. And uh, King says, "What? What is the matter, Mistress Agatha? What? What seems to be the problem?" And go away. And she says, "Huh? I gotta buy some." She says, "Well, why? Where is my royal pig? Like, How can I expect to be battling these creatures without my assistant? The pig is my assistant. I would assume the pig would be here." And uh, meanwhile, she calls over. She goes, "Go, go get my soldier too, and, and tell him I need him." And, Roland wasn't too far off. He had followed. And uh, she goes, go get a horse and go go search my room for this stick like this long, you know. And bring it back to me, dolt. And uh, he rides off to the wizard's tower. And the, they, they send servants off to the pig. And there's a little interlude, so they play some music. The jester juggles and, you know, pretends there's like another jester as a pig beating him up, you know, for... You know, whatever, they're selling crap, you know, the medieval glow stick equivalents. Meanwhile, Roland comes back with a real fast horse. He says, oh, I couldn't find couldn't find that stick, man. He says, you looked out. And then the servants come back, and they're like, uh, the pig was pig's missing uh, from from the sty. And then the prince, he hasn't said anything. He goes, oh. Oh, ma'am, I forgot. I, I, I brought your pig to the wizard's tower. She, she goes, you brought my pig to... What? Yes, yeah, I brought your pig to the wizard's tower last night. She goes, there's no pig in the wizard's tower. There's a pig belongs to this... Sorry, Gwen. The, even the king hits his son. Anyway, no pig, no wand. And the king's like... The king starts losing his... Yeah, yo, you know what? Which... You, you'll need to do battle occasionally without this... You're gonna serve us, my son. Like Merlin, Merlin didn't need a pig. So you need to 
Release the bulls! And Agatha's just like, oh, crap. All these bulls are charging at her. Meanwhile, she's like, Roland, you're my, you'll be my pig. And he's like, oh, he charges onto the field. She's like, come get me, come get me. Grabs her onto his horse. And she's like, run, run, run. And the horse is running. The bulls are running after the horse. And it's kind of, people are laughing. Like, if is this comedy? Like, is, was this a comedy show? We didn't, you know, Agatha's barely holding on. She's side saddle or bareback side saddle. And, and uh, they're racing around. She's trying to think. She's trying to think. She goes, okay. You know, the furthest part of the field away from the king is where, like, the most impoverished people are. So she's like, uh, she tears off the sleeves of her dress, ties it to the horse's tail. And then she jumps off the horse right by the poor people into the mud. So she's covered in mud. And she's like, keep distracting the bulls for now. And then she comes out of the mud. She's not totally covered in mud, but she looks very menacing. And she menaces the poor, poor folks. Bah, you know I'm a witch. And they're all like, oh. You know, a couple of them recognize her, you know, from the inn where she used to eat dinner and stuff. Oh. You know, or the street, you know, seeing her on the street. I mean, you're, you're, that, you're that horse-faced woman. I always knew there was something strange about you. It's not surprising you're a witch. Oh, well. she's, she's, you know, looking him over. She's like, oh, I'll give the lot of you two choices. She goes, tonight, your entire neighborhood could feast on bull meat. Or the entire lot of you could spend the rest of your lives as cows. I'll prepare you for slaughter for the king's breakfast. Something. And she goes, oh, your bellies could be full of bull meat tonight. If you listen and follow my commands as a witch, I'll turn you into cows for just a few minutes. And then. I'll lead, you'll, you'll lead the bulls into your neighborhood, and you can do what you wish with them. And they're all like, well, bull meat, hell yeah. Okay, close your eyes. Now. There's a secret to this illusion. I, I've got to be fast, because those bulls are starting to get closer and closer. But basically, you're gonna t I'm going to turn you folks into cows. Now, when you look at each other, you're not going to, or yourselves, you're not going to, it's an illusion for them. It only works at a distance. So up close, you're not going to see cows. But you really will be cows. And you need to act like cows. So everyone start mooing, mooing, mooing. And I'll start... Uh, and they're not so sure about that. Darn it, darn it. I'll turn you all into real cows, I tell you. And then there'll be no bull meat for any of you. Look at all those bulls. You can eat them. Bulls, balls, bulls, balls, you know. So just act like cows. And moo, she goes, you, you too, you husky boys, pull this piece of wood out of the way. Ooh, and the, at this point, Roland's horse is tired, and the bulls have seen Agatha gesture, and so they're pounding towards him. She goes, ooh, now that's, she goes, start walking it down, damn you. So, and these poor, these poor folks, they start getting into a moo. And then the bulls are charging and charging. She goes, now run, bull, run, cows, run. And the 
right as the bulls get there, they start picking up pace, and the bulls are chasing them. They gore, you know, they gore some of the people, and then the people start running. The bulls chase them back into the poor part of town. Yes, and like I said, some people get trampled. Most people don't, and the bulls are gone. A lot of the poor folk are gone to town. Meanwhile, they're probably feasting, you know, slaughtering bulls. Nagatha wipes her hands. Bull challenge over. Meanwhile, from the king, you know, the other perspective, she thinks that they turned, you know, they were so far away, it's like they, she turned them into zombies and, like, sent them off to some kind of sla- their slaughter. He fi- they figure that the, they were all killed by the bulls, or I don't even know. You know, it's just like one of those things that when you, it, it, it builds, ru- the rumor's better than what happens. So they're like, yeah, zombies, or, you know, she, whatever. Because they can't tell they were mowing. She thinks that they were. Like she possessed the whole crowd of them and sent them to their death. So that's pretty good. But, you know, the king calls her back. Roland brings her back. He goes, oh, now I want you to fight 20 of my best soldiers. So he sends out the soldiers, and she says, you know, ditch the horse, Roland, come with me. Again, leads them off just out of hearing distance from the king and them. And uh, the soldiers charge at her like they're, stop, stop. She goes, that. I want you to face me. Look me in the eye before we fight, before you lose your lives to me or your pride. Now line up before you charge me. Show me you can fight with honor. So all the soldiers stand at attention. So all the soldiers stand at attention. And she goes, Now I'm an insidious witch when you're my enemy and you stand in the field against me. So recognize this will be the last time you ever face me in battle, whether you live or die, or learn to respect me. Learn, because as we, if we charge into battle together, you will not question me. You will not turn against me. For pain of this, she reached over. She said, Roland, Roland, beat the shit out of yourself. You know, the, you know, run off. And he's, he's confused, but he, he goes, And he starts fighting himself. Maybe she puts some ants down his back. I don't know, you know. But he's fighting himself and beating the crap out of himself. And, uh, yeah, I just stricken him with madness. And he's fighting. He's just kind of watching. Again, it's kind of funny and strange. She goes, but for you, 20, I'm going to select four or five of you. I'm going to turn you to the darkest depths of your soul and the most evil place in your heart. And I will make a monster out of you. And you will slit the throat of every man that comes within four feet of me and destroy me. And then you'll go back and you'll sleep with these dead men's wives and make sweet love to them. And then their mistress, mistresses, you'll make sweet love to them. And the babies you'll cast out of the kingdom. But I'm not going to tell you which ones I'm going to select. So I want you to pull apart. Close your eyes and spin in a circle. And then prepare to be destroyed by the ones I've chosen. Who will be making sweet love to the mistresses and wives. And the daughters of all of you. So close your eyes and just picture that. Oh. 
The sounds your wife and your mistresses are making. She had a friend, formerly your best friend. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If there was only something you could do. But none of you is strong enough to beat all. <laughs> so she sets it in mind. These guys start looking. And then they just start beating the crap out of each other. You know, simple scam. They start pounding. Then they get madder and madder. Because some of them actually done that. I mean, men are pigs. So then, like, the guys, they're pounding. You did slip up. They're beating each other. And they're finally, enough, enough. And the soldiers are bloody. No one's dead. A couple got some broken bones. So they clear off the battle. Hilaria. He goes, bring the beast from the dungeon. Roland, Roland's back at her side, a little bit beat up himself. And uh, he goes, Witch, we captured this beast in the field of battle many years ago. A battle against a warlock, Damien or some such. So they bring out this beast that's about 14 feet tall. Kind of looks like the modern day werewolf. Like half dog. And uh, not half man because it's so big. But some kind of orc type creature. And Agatha, even Agatha's like fudge. What are we going to do? And this thing's snarling. Its fangs are dripping. And they got chains on it. It eats a couple guys, just like in a movie, so you'd expect, you know, whips its chain, bites one guy's head off, wraps the chain around another guy, pops him in half, and it's like... <laughs> Meanwhile, there's all these soldiers with those pikes, like the long spears, keeping it in... I mean, in case it was come after the king or something. Even reaches in the audience, you know, bites, bites somebody in half, swallows them, burps, you know, for a little comic relief but we don't do that here we don't go for those kind of trope cliche type things so it's snarling at uh, Agatha and Roland Roland shaking Roland starts he goes down his knees starts praying and uh, she goes get up you freaking dog and then and she's like huh, huh. and uh, she uh Rips off a piece. He's he's wearing leather mail. She rips off his shoulder pad that's kind of dangling and rolls it up and smacks Roland in the back of the head. She's, Get out on four knees, dog. She's Roland's crying. Every time he cries, she smacks him on the back of the head. The creature's kind of walking. Roland's making she's, quiet, dog. And then she's like, go towards the monster. Crawl towards it. The monster's kind of like snarling still, but it's curious. Like, yeah, yeah. then she smacks it, rolling it. She says, "Give me your paw." She shakes hands like he's a dog. The creature's like, <laughs> and then she's gonna, she goes, "Well, next time I hit you, I want you to play dead, and you better play dead, or you're gonna be dead." She'll play dead, and she smacks him again. He plays dead. And she just backs away. The werewolf creature kind of. Sniffs rolling, rolls him over, like kind of like, sniffs him again, licks his face, and uh, and she looks at it, and then she gets angry, like the queen just killed her, or the Agatha just killed his big ferocious violent roaring, and then she goes, he, she goes, easy boy, easy, 
and she she's like hmm maybe this thing maybe this isn't such a good idea this thing might just freaking eat me she backs up a little more she calls out the corner of her eyes she goes, send me a, a servant a servant Paige you know come here some kid runs out of the field crap in his pants and she goes go and ask for the honor of some of the queen's perfume it's a lovely perfume you have queen might we have a sample go get it fetch fetch meanwhile king she's Easy beast, easy. Snarling at her. It's getting closer. She smacks a thing with the leather thing out of the snout. Backs up. It's still snarling. And Agatha digs deep. She just pushes all the fear she has out. It brings up this pop, this powerful dominance she has. Is this her going to be her or the beast? And she said, oh, the beast is still snarling. She, I told you to stand now. She smacks it again. Snarls at her again. St- snaps at her and she hits it again. And then she switches. She goes, easy, easy girl. Easy boy. Take it easy. Mama's here. Mama's here. And the, and the beast is kind of confused. And then she, she doesn't do anything for saying that she just, when it's like kind of confused, she smacks it again. And again, this isn't this is back in the old days. This doesn't fly nowadays, folks. You can't do this to your animals. Um, and then the beast, and then she goes nice again. And then meanwhile, Paige comes back with the perfume. That's got one of those, you know, things you squeeze. And the creature, the creature's getting, she doesn't, uh, snarls at her again. She sprays some perfume right, sprays perfume right in its face. And it stings its eyes, and it scares it, and it runs off, and squeaks. And then she goes, get back here, get back here. And it looks back behind her, it's cowering now. Then she comes back, good girl, bam, smacks it again. She goes, sit. And she basically, you know, a couple more times, she pets it, doesn't do anything. And then the slightest, like, thing to confuse the animal, like maybe it, like, moves its paw, boom, she hits it. Or sprays it in the face with more perfume. And beast is broken. And she pulls out her hand, sniff, and then she goes, lie down next to him. And she looks at him, she smacks it again. And he looks rolling, plays dead, kind of. She goes, bring these two back to my thing. That's it. Demonstration's finished. My honor to serve you, king and queen. But I must rest now. And my pig needs to be bound. Find my pig. All the last year. She's screaming at everybody. And then she goes up to the, the king and the queen's pavilion. She goes, and be warned. That man, Cyril, that was working for you. He was in cahoots with someone. A doppelganger. Someone who can take on any form. Evil. Evil. Weak-minded witch. Who most loves the form of a puffy-faced woman bulbous nose gray hair a face you you fools might call sweet but only waits to destroy you so if you see that now I might I might be in that form and if I am you could ask me for the magic word the secret word to know it is me and it will be uh sassafras but if you see the 
she's a kindly faced puffy woman like that again. She does not know the magic word. Have to kill her on sight, or bring her to me. She goes, that is all. That's all for the day. And then they blow the show, the king and the queen, and everyone's cheering for, for Agatha. She heads back to the castle, wiped out, pissed. You know, she's got some cra- I mean, she's got to get crafty now. Like, her wand's gone. Fairy Godmother's gone. The fairy Godmother could try to get vengeance on her. Or, you know, she's without her power. And But she's got this werewolf now. So they send the werewolf and roll him back. Well, it's not a werewolf because it's just a wolf monster. But close enough. So, yeah, that's where we're going to end tonight. And, you know, I can kind of imagine the wolf monster... Heading back and dreaming about, uh, I don't know, what a wolf creature, dog monsters dream of. You know, maybe bones, lots of bones with meat on them. Uh, pig skin, like being wrapped in pig skin and eating its way out. That's, dude, she probably need a pretty big bed for this thing because it's like, I said, like 15 feet tall. I don't even know where it's going to sleep, or if it accidentally eats some people, but I might dream of, you know, female uh, dog, beast, wolf, women. Probably. And I mean, because even though it's a monster, I mean, if it was created with a purpose, but if it's just some random monster from the woods, the, you know, deep, dark woods or somewhere, like a natural, evolved creature of that time, period, and place, like uh, indigenous species, is that is that right? Not an invasive species. Yeah, if it's just like a, you know, it's been taken out of its environment, but it probably back when it was, it was like it probably was pretty high on the food chain. Wanted to spread its seed around, but again, you don't want to overly spread it, like because you don't want to overpopulate. It's probably lived in harmony with nature. Maybe it only it was mammalian, so. So it had like a long just was it gestation period? I don't even I don't know these terms, but so maybe it's dreaming of pregnant one or two pregnant wolf women or more. Maybe he was like the dominant male, or maybe he wasn't the dominant male, and that's why he got caught. Obviously, he's not the dominant creature anymore because he's been domesticated, or, or just for Agatha. But yeah, it's interesting to think about like do animals even dream? I mean, because if you're, you dream of food, you dream of sex, you probably dream of fight and flight. I mean, maybe they are like, they have, you know, like you have that dream that you're falling and you wake up. I mean, animals, I mean, like dogs, they seem like they can fall asleep and wake up in seconds. Or, you know, I'd love, you know, can you sleep with your eyes open? I can't. So those are a lot of things to wonder about as you start to drift off. But, well, imagine, yeah, if you're, if you're still drifting off, like, what if there is a, what if we gave this giant dog-wolf beast a bath and blue-dry it, you know, with some, washed it with some conditioner, and then some of the serpents fluffed up its hair, and... You know, the cold night, 
You could just lie. And it feels like you're w warm. You feel like kind of like a electric blanket, but alive. And it would come with its own soundscapes, you know, like people have. You know, like, you know, something like that. Maybe it doesn't have a deviated septum, so it doesn't snore. It's just warm, puffy. Smells kind of something like cinnamon and pumpkin pie spice in heaven. bed for you just keep you warm and that's you know it's cold nose touches the back of your neck but you're not sleepy that's so it kind of feels good and it warms up to the back of your neck and you can tell you can feel that it thinks you're it's there to protect you so you're safe I mean how could you possibly be safer than being sleeping on a giant beast that will protect you tonight and tomorrow against anything. Even if it's that guy at work that keeps threatening to ask you out or else, or it's that something you're afraid of that you can't quite put your finger on it. That anxiety is just, just below the surface. This creatures there for you. Might might be waiting at home, but maybe you can mentally unleash it tomorrow. Or or just have an extra confidence that's there. Like every night you sleep in the bed of a beast. Your bed is a beast. That gives you an advantage over these schmoes out there. These oh I fall asleep every night, no problem. Well yeah, I used to have trouble sleeping until I got this wolverine wolf beast. Now I get to sleep just fine, buddy. So you're gonna pass me up for another promotion. Good luck. Because I'm rested. I've been on the belly of the beast, literally, like in my electric blanket, puffed, you know, puffed fur from the blow dry, baby powdered, even some bows we put in there. And, you know, I, I tried to, uh, braid it but it didn't work out but yeah so that's some bad beast I got so yeah just keep messing with me huh yeah I'm gonna go home I'll sleep just fine yeah I used to not be able to sleep but not anymore you know what if you knew where I was sleeping what I was thinking Stepmother, Mistress Agatha, after her victory on the field of battle, practice battle, 
and Rolliner returns to Elizabeth's tower. And they go in. They're gonna, she's still kind of bent out of shape about her missing wand and the missing pig, but they got an old Prince Bolton out searching for them, searching for the pig. And, you know, they're going to you know, toast each other in victory. As soon as they pop open the door, she's standing there in the shadows, but the fairy godmother, she just reaches out her wand and does a little plank, plank on their foreheads. Mistress Agatha, the stepmother, and Roland, the uh, former captain of the guard, and now Agatha's kind of sidekick, they turn into maggots. The fairy godmother drops them right in a bucket of slop that had been left by the prince for the for her when she was a pig to, to snack on. So they're crawling around and all sorts of junk and garbage. And since maggots can't talk, we don't know what they're saying, but they're probably thinking some nasty stuff about the fairy godmother. And don't ask me how it works if you had a huge, you know, mammalian brain and then you're shrunk down to a maggot, but you retain your consciousness and all that somehow. That's why they call it magic. And then the fairy godmother plinks herself and turns herself into a version of Agatha, or, well, turns herself into a doppelganger of Agatha, and she sets off to the main castle where the princess and the prince stay. She asks to see the princess, Cinderella. And they set her up, they send her in, in a waiting room, and, you know, after the, the all the to-dos of the past day, Cinderella calls her into a, a sitting chamber, and she's in there. She's kind of looking cold, and suspicious and she looks the fairy godmother who is actually the stepmother Agatha up and down and she sits down they sit down she gives her a seat and she sends her staff out she don't, they don't say anything and fairy godmother is kind of saying you know hey send her she goes to give her hugs and she's just ice cold to her and she says oh well oh my darling how have you been it's been so long you, you, you just see me in battle you know, did you did you see everything I did? Oh, and when I battled that muck monster. Oh, Cinderella, I, I did it all for you. I know, I'm so sorry that I traumatized you with pretending to be your stepmother. And Cinderella says, uh, I'm not speaking to you. I have nothing to say to you. Oh, Cinderella, I, I understand, I understand. Like, you know, I had to protect you. You see, I was sworn by your father. Your father bless his heart and a king before that to protect you and keep you safe. Here, let me let me go into my form that you might, you know, might make you feel more com comfortable. And she plinks herself in the wine. She changes into the fairy godmother. Cinderella, Cinderella just crosses her arms and shakes her head silently. And she goes, oh, I, I know you must be so angry about my those daughters I had and how horribly they treated you as a child. But you should know that they weren't actually my daughters. They were actresses from a traveling a traveling cir circus. They were traveling performers I hired. And yes, I, I hired them as children, and I kind of raised them like they were my children, but they were terrible. Even They were acting, but even on the inside, they were terrible. And I had to let them. It was to build your character, Cinderella, and to keep you hidden from dark forces that want to get their claws into you. And that, that is why I, I did not mean for your life to be so painful and tough. And I tried to be your fairy godmother and get you into the ball and get you with the prince and all that. I'm sorry, please, please. Oh, sit, please, Cinderella, speak to me. Cinderella doesn't say nothing. 
So yeah, mother, it's like, man, this is a tough case. Um, she goes, well, I, I spoke to the prince the other day. He's, he's much lovelier than, than he even seems like from far off. He was telling me about his father being a lowly lord and his childhood and how lonely it was and how you were like a road sent to him from the heavens that you floated down like a rose floats on the wind and how intelligent you are and smart you are and I can see how you love him so Cinderella this kind of started to uh, soften Cinderella a little bit the, fair, the fairy godmother saw her and she was like oh Cinderella do tell me what it's what is love like I've always wondered I mean I loved your father so of course of course of course but I always wondered what it was like. Oh, Cinderella, do you, do you dream of like, uh, like when I was speaking with the prince, I imagined if what loving him would be like, like wondering if you could go back in time and join him as a boy and fall in love with him then and just spend time with him as a boy and then as a young, young man and 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 then to, you know, spend your whole life with him. Is that what it's like? And, and now she's really onto something because Cinderella starts to smile. Do you just dream of, you know, floating in his hair and his eyes, Cinderella? The prince's dreamy eyes and his hair. And imagine it would take you away to anywhere you wish you would be. But that would be the only spot you wished you were in. Like something so magical. Is that what love is like? Is that what love is? That is breath. It's like a a puffing of a puff pastry inside of you, puffing your heart and your soul, your eyes and your bosom. You know, I'm not so different than you as a human. But and all of a sudden, Cinderella kind of goes from identifying to get a little cross and shit. What, what is it you want? Really, what is it you want? Why are you here? Why have you been following me supposedly my whole life? Like, first you're two different people and you take me to the ball and you don't want me to go to the ball and you're mean to me and then you're nice to me. I, we could, and now you're saying my father, you worked with my father and I, this is all ridiculous. You know, I could have you executed. I'm the princess. I, I need to, what, what, you say you're here to protect me from what, from what dark forces? Oh, dark forces. Oh, watch out for those dark forces on the rise. They're on the horizon coming for me. Oh, you know what? I think you're just a petty old ugly crow sometimes and then a puffy-faced, grandmotherly, childless. Yeah, I don't even know. With your little magic wand. And you come here, you know what your magic wand's done for me? It's made my heart cold. You know what the prince has done for me? Mostly he's melted my heart in a good way, not a like a melted like a fire that would make my heart liquid and melt and then I would pass and die. But you with your games, with your two faces and your two personalities and your actress daughters putting on a show, you think I I don't trust you, woman. And you tell me I cannot carry the prince's child. You won't tell me why. You need to come up with an answer for that, huh? okay? 
Dark Forces doesn't cut it. I love the prince. I'm ready to have his child. Nothing you can say can stop me. The fairy godmother, she's just in shock at this. She's just like, because she's, you know, this is her duty to keep Cinderella from bearing this prince's child. And we don't understand why. Even she doesn't understand why. But she knows that this could mean something horrible, horrible could befall everyone. Like they sent that muck monster. Who knows what they're sending next if she can't get her job done. So please, Cinderella, calm down. I am so sorry. I take all the blame. I take all responsibility. You're correct in everything you say. Well, you fairy stepmother. Here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to be a good princess. Child or no child. I haven't... I, I, you still have a little chance left. But I'm going to be a princess that's remembered forever. In this area, this region, this continental zone. So, here's what's going to happen. And listen close. You're going to take that wand and you're going to leave it with me. And fair guy, mother's like, oh. And then what you're going to, and then this is what you're going to do. You have three days. You're going to leave that wand with me. You have three days. And I'm going to give you a task. And then if you back, you're not back with the task complete in three days, in my name, you're going to complete this task. That prince is going to impregnate me like a litter of whatever the however cats get so pregnant they put out all those kittens or pigs with the piglets whatever I'm going to be that pregnant with the king's children a pack and a litter and a murder of crows all in this world so you listen close you have three days now you might not remember this while you were sleeping in your linens with your two daughters in your precious bedrooms while sleeping on a straw mat in the corner by the fireplace, you weren't nipped at me every day for my all my days. Little bugs that live in those beds, nipping, 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 and sucking at my blood. Bed bugs. Every night of my life, I was crawling and itching. Not to mention straw. Why? Who thought of that? Yeah, let's sleep on something pokey and smelly that pokes you and has bugs in it. I don't know what awful monster. But anyway, the majority of the poor and the near poor in this town sleep in straw beds and stricken not only with the pokey straw, but with bed bugs. And I see them itching. I see the bugs jumping and nipping and dancing and the sores on the poor little girls and I can only imagine the sores when you have them in your bottom and the back you know that spot on your back of your ankle that always itches more than everywhere else why why what is your does your wand have an answer for that huh or or your ear you know you, did you ever have an itchy ear and then the kids you know they think 
The kids just made fun of me because I was Cinder Girl, Cinderella. What about? And they called me Itchy Butt. Huh? Your daughter's called me that. And worse. So, no magic. Entire town. No bed bugs. Three days. Otherwise, whatever this, these, these legs are gonna be, that prince, he's gonna be. Uh, I find him irresistible. I ache for him. You don't think this is easy for me, do you? So get on it, you nasty-faced, kind face, two-face. I want the bed bugs gone. Your prince. Have a spark of life in me. And this won't be the last. Remember. Remember. As you carry this task. That you and your daughters. Burn fires for night after night after night after night after night. And told me not to clean up because you had a surprise for me. Oh Cinderella. We love you so we have a special surprise coming for you. So don't sweep that fireplace. Oh Cinderella. <laughs> and you would giggle at each other. You look like you don't even remember that. And then you took all those rotten lentils you'd been saving. You threw them in the ashes and you told me to pick out every single one. And you said you knew how many there were. And that if I picked out the wrong, if I didn't pick out every single one, I can't even remember. Don't think I forgot any of this. Okay. The lentils. You're going to pick every bed book too. Get rid of them all. I see one sore and one poor, sore on a poor. Get out. With that, Cinderella threw out the fairy godmother, stepmother, and, and she was gone. Now she had work to do. And that's where we'll leave it tonight is her new quest to rid the village of bedbugs. And who knows, if, I don't even know if it's midnight, I doubt it's midnight because that would be after the princess's bedtime, but waiting back at the wizard's tower are two angry maggots. They could be changed back into normal or not. So that's where we're going to leave it. Stepmother might be in love with the prince. Cinderella definitely is. Can you just imagine poor Cinderella picking through a fire ashes and picking up one lentil? And she's so kind, according to tales. I don't personally know her. I just am relaying this story to you. But she probably said something nice to every lentil and brushed it off. Oh, lentil, you are so unevenly shaped. You're wonderful. Oh, second lentil. Oh, lentil too. You have a bump on your side. You're such a special lentil. Oh, here's lentil three. And you are so plain. Don't you remind me how wonderful it is to just be a prince. It's so special. Oh, here's another lentil. You're a little heavy lentil. That's good, because you're denser than the rest. It means you're more packed with good stuff to help me grow and my beauty and my kindness. In fact, the sunshine's filled you with goodness. Thank you. Oh, and here's three lentils together, three best friends that are lentils. And friendship, though I don't have it, 
When I cry my sleep, I dream of friendship like you three winters have, sticking together so closely in a fire. Was your friendship forged by fire? Or was it so fiery and powerful that it burned everything around you? Well, good day to you three lentils. Oh, and here's another lentil. Oh, no, you're not a lentil, you're a stone. Well, get the heck out of here, stone. I'm counting Here's another lentil, and it makes me want to sing. The words that Molly says my singing's no good. I'm going to sing to you, lentil. Go on in, you made me sing. That's what you're special for. Oh, and here's a lentil. You have a little look about you, lentil, that you're so smart. And sharp. You just want to listen. So go ahead and go in with these lentils and listen to what they have to say. Yes, I'm picking lentils, but I don't have a lentil song. Oh, hello. More lentils. Welcome. Welcome to my lentil party. You and you, you two lentils, are my guests of honor, along with all the other lentils, because I am so thankful to find you in these ashes. It is so wonderful to meet you, lentils, and I do mean that. Oh, you're covered in dirt. Let me brush it off. Let me get these ashes off you. Oh, yes, lentils. Let me dust you clean. Oh, the dust is mean. Lentils are so bold. Okay, good, good day. We'll just hop right in with these other lentils. There's thousands more on the floor of lentils. Oh, the lentils, what do you dream of? Do you dream of being away from this fire? Well, I'm going to pick you up and talk to you. Do you dream of being free? In a lentil town Maybe you would live in mushrooms And roll about And you could have a little lentil called lentilette And maybe Papa Lentil He's kind of the guy in charge Handy lentil could clean up And stuff your brainy lentil, you're so smart, and one who loves jokes, and another lentil that is handsome, and loves himself, and one that's strong, tall, and handy, it could be more like one that likes to surf, but doesn't have another purpose. Lentils that also have one trick, like a teacher, or a librarian, or a scientist. Though science hasn't been invented, and our religion forbids it anyway. You could be a priest. We could all live together. 
maybe some plantar-eating human would try to disrupt your way of life. But that is what I dream of tonight, is hearing to die on.